1: Welcome to the 42 cast your ultimate answer to fandom geekiness and everything as always i am your host nathan and we have another great episode lined up for you where we're going to talk about marvel's what if but before we do that let's meet our cast for this week so starting us off he's a gentleman among nerds he is probably the biggest conan fan that you're ever going to meet and that is my buddy mark finn how are you doing mark
2: hey how's every little thing
1: uh it we're we're crazier than a barrel full of monkeys over here
2: i you know i feel it man i i too am awash in uh, nervous excitement energy uh brought on by the uh oncoming rush of the thanksgiving festivities if you will yeah that was it that's all i had it's for a you. crazy time of year i think so and uh it's not going to get any better and i'm really uh you know, I'm, tr- I'm just trying to maintain, you know, uh, I, I'm, I, I'm going into this will be my second Thanksgiving uh, that's going to be fraught with cauliflower and broccoli. And uh, I'm uh, I've just about had it. I've, I've reached my limit. I think I'm at my my. In fact, I'm over my limit on cauliflower and broccoli. If I have one more florette, I'm going to lose it.
1: Are you at least being allowed now to eat a few things that aren't
2: cauliflower or broccoli? oh no hell no 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 Mm -mm. no some weisenheimer on facebook sent me a roasted cauliflower recipe uh that that was basically somebody wrote uh can eat turkey here's an alternative and it was this basted cauliflower the whole head of cauliflower it looked like someone roasted a brain in a jar it was just you know this is my nightmare you know (laughs) Every, everything is a cruciferous vegetable in my eyes right now. <laughs> Just, you know, broccoli to the left of me, cauliflower to the right of me, florets in front of me, uh, my kingdom for a piece of cheese your snack cheese is looking really good I may I, i'm i sorry i did
1: not mean to like make you feel bad i didn't even think about that that's waving so. a
2: red cape in front of a bowl right now Nathan. it really is i would i would i would i would push a grandmother over uh, if, if i could get a handful of cheese and put it into my face right now but hey you look great mark i do don't i oh my yeah. god yeah, I've, uh, I'm cutting quite the figure uh, now. Uh, people, are, people are starting to whisper at the coffee shop. I walk in and they go, is he going to be okay? What's is he, I, heard it, I heard it's tuberculosis. So this is, and that's really, that's, at that point, you know, you've lost the correct amount of weight. Uh, right. When people start thinking that you've uh, contracted some sort of wild Western uh, sort of uh, ailment
1: you have consumption
2: i do yes that'd be great i can i can live with consumption yes right. she beat some of the alternatives
1: right. well so how's the theater doing mark
2: we're hanging in there it's still weekends only right now uh um disney deciding to not uh release all of their movies on their streaming platform has actually helped Mm. Um a funny thing happens when you don't give the movie away on the internet people will come to the movie theater to see it weird i know it's, it's just so strange such such a weird marketing concept right. um so i'm i'm excited that uh we're going to get a Spider-Man movie at the end of the year mm-hmm. i expect i'll be overrun and oh nathan you don't know what's about to happen in between christmas and new years you may have heard that the book of boba fett is dropping mhm there's a certain movie theater in North Texas that shall remain nameless that plans on showing return of the Jedi followed by the premiere of the book of Boba Fett. Cause I want to see Jabba die. And then I want to see Boba Fett walk into his palace. Uh, and this will be free to all. And all you got to do is just show up and, and look pretty. And, uh, uh, I mean, if you want to buy popcorn and soda, you can do that too. But we're going to do this Star Wars style because that's how we roll up here in North Texas, g.
1: Well, unfortunately, this one's probably going to release after twenty twenty two starts, but uh, that's that's good to
2: know. <laughs> see by then, see by then, yeah, all it's all there. You go. They'll just be like, "Hey, did I?" Oh, <laughs> so yeah, that's fine. That's what you get for not uh, for not being in North Texas, people. That's right. Yeah, that's that is. I mean, not that
1: I think that this episode would cause people to charter plane flights and, you know. No, but, you know, I was on my way until you just said that. I mean, there is an
2: advantage to come to the North Texas apocalypse bunker. Follow all this and get get all the skinny, you know.
1: Well, Mark, it is great to have
2: you back on the show. Always a pleasure to be here. I'm so happy to help the ball team. And
1: next up, we have somebody whose claim to fame is that he talks as much as I do. And that is my buddy, Will. Will, how are you doing? Hi. Amongst
3: the other millions and millions of educators, we're glad to be on break because we're all burnt out, stressed, and ready to go. Oh, do you get the whole week off? Yes, I do. Oh, okay. Um,
1: I've never been so, in a school system where they don't go through Wednesday.
3: Yeah, we, it, hmm. we go pretty much year-round, so we get longer breaks. So
1: Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah.
3: But it's, it's worth it. Um, doing great. Uh, a lot of nerdy stuff out there. I'm excited about everything that's coming out. There's going to go see Ghostbusters later this week. But yeah, thanks for having me on again, man. No, it's always good to have you on. Yep.
1: I'm going to have a good time. <laughs> All right. And <laughs> rounding out our cast, uh, we, you know her as the director of the American sci-fi and fantasy media track at DragonCon. And that is my buddy, Kelly. How are you doing, Kelly?
0: I'm doing good. I'm an educator, not on break. So... <laughs> Well, thanks <laughs> we'll get a long weekend at least yes i will get a long weekend and i did actually just come back from a vacation so i can't eight, okay, yeah, argue eight, yeah. too much so <laughs> so even though i go year-round you know i can take vacations when i want so <laughs>
2: That's but
0: good. yeah it's it's uh it's been definitely a heck of a month and uh, i was thinking about you mark when we were thinking seeing all these movie theater releases going to the theaters i was like oh good okay so because that is a, an experience that i would hate to lose so yeah
2: me, me too and i appreciate you saying that it's uh yeah it's 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 been a dark uh year and a half but i, I feel like we're kind of getting uh past it slowly but surely yeah,
0: no, still not going to North Texas,
2: but. I, I follow, <laughs> I, it's all right, it's all right. We'll, we'll save a seat for you.
0: Yeah, no, sorry, I lived in Texas for a year, not interested in coming back anytime
2: soon. <sighs> oh. Out of okay. I know why. I'll do what I can, but I can't make any promises. Okay, <laughs> we're trying here. We really are. Just,
1: we'll turn things around just for the weekend. You're, you're in Texas. No,
2: you right. Transform the whole state. To be that, would, that
0: would be more of a miracle than anything else. Yeah, really, I'm
2: better to part the Red Sea than, than a seventy-two-hour sanity state. bomb. Yes.
0: But yeah, there's so much good content. I just, I was kind of glad to be on vacation. So I like got to catch up on so Mm. much stuff. So I was like, wow, I actually am mostly current on things, which is kind of hard to believe.
1: So just in time for Hawkeye, Lost in Space, and Book of Boba Fett to drop. Yes.
0: Uh, Yeah, the Christmas holiday is just, I might as well just stay glued to a TV. So (laughs) it's theater, TV, theater, TV.
3: It's like I caught up
1: now a whole bunch more content is about to drop.
2: Yeah, buddy. Mm-hmm.
3: Lost in space, lost in the shuffle. <laughs>
2: right. Yeah, um, yeah. A lot of people didn't notice that Tiger King dropped this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, the, uh, the season darn. two of Tiger King for crying out loud!
3: Hey, come on now. <laughs> Kelly's reaction is mine. It was <laughs> a great. It, it was a great distraction during COVID. Have yeah, it now. Was.
0: I, I, discovery was much better destruction <laughs> oh it was it was great too don't get me wrong but you, you needed so many hours of
3: content during lockdown
1: no <laughs> i've still got so oh. many things to catch up on from like years and years ago like you know the dark time when i was going to college and there was like five years of tv that i just didn't even see you know like there's all it's all that stuff so yeah i i took the covid time to catch up on a bunch of shows that i would never even started yeah. but uh yeah but uh, but yeah, uh, uh, it's good to have you back on the show, Kelly.
0: Thank you very much.
1: All right. So next up, instead of a five-minute controversy, we're going to do what we do when a Marvel trailer drops. And uh, fairly recently, the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer dropped. And uh, of course, uh, I've been saying it's going to be the next WandaVision because fan expectations of this movie is probably never going to live up to what this movie can deliver. But... If you take it at face value, <laughs> there's a lot to talk about in this trailer. So, um, just just really quick, just want to hit like highlights of reactions. We're not going to take a whole, you know, long time talking about it. But um, why don't we give you the first word on this one, Kelly? What do what you think of the No Way Home trailer?
0: I, I'm still s- surprised by the, the fact that we all know about <laughs> Tommy McGuire and Andrew Garfield but they still haven't shown them. (laughs) I'm like, okay, we know Instagram made that pretty clear. Twitter made that pretty clear, but still not showing up in the trailer. But I did think it took a a different tone than all the rest of the trailers have, Mm -hmm. which was a lot lighter and a lot more of the humor came out in this trailer than uh, any of the previous ones have. So, But yeah, I agree. The expectations, you know, you got to, feel sorry for Tom Holland because it's like dude you got to keep topping yourself so we'll see
1: mm-hmm. all right Will what did you think about the trailer and what are you you know do you have any like thoughts or expectations about the movie
3: I uh piggyback what you know Kelly just said it's just that um wow it just 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 like you said we're waiting on Tom you know we're waiting on everybody to show up but at the same time they showed so much and it's, again, I, I love the fact that they changed it to a more comedic tone because the, the first trailer was very dark. Very dark. You know, it was bad things. all. But this next one was almost like a different movie. I mean, I I know they did a lot of reshoots, but wow. It was like a different film for the for this one. So I'm excited. I mean, I, nothing's going to live up to our expectation at this point. I think the only movie that ever did was Endgame. So we'll see how expectation-wise this plays out. But I'm excited. I can't wait to go see it
1: mark
2: okay um i actually think this trailer is pretty dark uh but i also think that spider-man is one of the few uh marvel properties that has managed to balance that line and i think they've done it better than maybe any of the other adaptations of getting that that mix of comedy and pathos just right um you know um you know they've had the they've had the virtue of the benefit of having two other spider-man efforts uh try and succeed or fail to to various degrees so you know this really is sort of their synthesis i'm not worried about tom holland i think that um you know they've done a lot of spider-man appearances he's shined in every one of them i think he understands that character intuitively i think they understand that character intuitively, and I love pairing him up in Marvel team-up style with, you know, various uh, father figures, you know, to watch them sort of bounce off of each other. Or, you know, in Doctor Strange's case, he's the Funkle, isn't he? Right? You know, mm-hmm. uh, he's the guy that he's the, the he's the uncle that knows magic tricks. So mm-hmm. uh, that's that's that works for me. I think this is going to be fine. I'm I'm stoked for it. I, if you'd have told me that this was how we were going to get the sinister six i would have laughed at you and said they'll never pull that off And spe- you know but 10 years 11 years down the down the road you know i have to shrug and go is there anything they can't do uh no, mark know, who's the really. sixth
1: member Then if it's the sinister six
2: um there are well, five
1: villains in the trailer
2: we Adam. got uh i maybe i think mysterio is going to come back i mean they have okay. to hide some stuff you know this is the deal because here, here's what that, i've been
1: saying everybody's been saying who's the sixth member and i'm like what if we don't have the sinister Six? maybe if we just have five and at the very end vulture shows up and says i'm here to tell you about the sinister initiative
2: okay well you know i mean there's there's that i mean you know uh <laughs> who knows i like the fact that we haven't seen andrew garfield and toby mcguire I I love it, in fact, because I like the fact that they're keeping some stuff back for the movie. Um, So often, we get we get the whole thing, and Marvel's done a really good job of even putting some fake stuff in the trailers to sort of psych us out. I love that. I think that's wonderful. I want to be surprised. I don't go to the rumor sites uh, mostly because I hate them and hope they uh, are explode in a kiln fire and. and are reduced to fragments but um I, I yeah i don't even i don't look at any of that stuff uh because i don't want i don't want to build my expectation up and have it be dashed or or have it ruin, be ruined so um yeah it, it, i i just feel like they've got they're, they're so close to a sinister six i don't know why we're not going to get one but you know, no, I, I suspect that
1: it is going to it be, may a be six the fright villain five. that is revealed in the movie, but yeah, no, I, I'm joking when I say the sinister initiative. I'm I am i am playing off of the end of Iron Man, Mark.
2: <laughs> no, 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 but you know, that's fine. I mean, obviously, you know, Vulture and, and Vulture and um, Scorpion meet at the end of the first uh mm-hmm. Spider-Man movie, so Sure. I I, I'm, I'm all for it. Uh, we can't get to that soon enough. And that's, that's something that fans have wanted for forever. So maybe this is a way to sort of like, uh, pay homage to, you know, all that's come before and, uh, kind of, um, you know, underline, you know, these, these things, you know, like, Mm -hmm. okay, we, we acknowledge these other Spider-Man movies existed and they're in different universes and so now we can move on from there. I don't know what the future is going to be, but uh, man, I, 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 hope, I hope we're getting Spider-Man movies for the next 10 years. I want to see him grow up, go to college, meet um, Gwen. I, I want to see all of that. I want, and I want to see Tom Holland do it. I don't know if he's going to get any taller. That may be the problem.
3: Well, he also said he didn't want
1: to do it. So. Right. Well, yeah, he well, said that if he's still doing Spider-Man when he's 30, he's 30 that he's made like some kind of mistake. Career so mistake. there's not <laughs> that much room for more Spider-Man movies. Nope. <laughs> One or two more maybe. But I'll um, take
2: I'll take whatever they want to give me. Sure. Yeah, no, yeah, I get it. I yeah. And of course, no, now,
1: the do? other side of that is actors say things like that to uh ask for a little bit of you know money like oh i'm thinking yeah. about leaving you know and then chris suddenly, evans, chris evans. <laughs> yeah six more truckloads of cash just unload yeah. on their front yard and it's like oh, i'm, I'm sure he's got robert
2: downey jr on speed dog going now how did you work this the last time <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah
0: my point about the whole andrew uh, andrew garfield and toby mcguire thing is i i would have loved if they totally surprised us
2: mm-hmm. oh sure I, yeah, totally. They had
0: they dropped enough on, you know, social media that it was like, okay, we know what's coming. Right. You know, I like when Quicksilver showed up in WandaVision. I freaking lost it. Right. So if they kept it completely a surprise. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, so yeah, that's the thing. It's like, yeah, I, I am positive toby and andrew are in it it just makes sense with what they're doing i don't think they're going to be as prominent as people i think are right. thinking. i think that's it's probably going to be like yeah. in the final <laughs> battle the tom holland spider Man's getting pelted by all these guys and then suddenly like you know toby mcguire spider-man swings in and then andrew garfield swings. in you want a hand you know that's something like that it's probably going to be you know just for the final battle kind of thing um but uh but see here's what i'm hoping for which you know is, is pie in the sky all three of them—they just can't take the six villains. It's just too much for them. And then suddenly, you hear from the distance, "Change, Leo, Pardon, And oh. in swoops in Japanese Spider-Man.
4: Yeah, Spider hand.
3: Okay. Honestly, if we're gonna go multiverse with it, I want to see like Spider-Gwen. All of them show up, like all these different iterations of Spider-Man. Kind of like you know
1: well yeah that's that, that's what the spider verse stuff is gonna do they're gonna yeah. play with every version of spider-man that there is right. but like just just for the just for live action it would be nice if they had the japanese spider Man. i know they won't but it yeah. would just be nice but it yeah it feels are...
0: like it's it's sony going look we can do good stuff too
1: <laughs>
2: <Right. Yeah. laughs> it took yeah well and, and they certainly can it took them getting marvel and feige on board to figure out how to do it though mm-hmm. you know um and so well they
3: still and they still haven't got it perfect i mean you know the venom movies are good but they're not great i mean
2: yeah
0: yeah. i agree
1: yeah but yeah i mean basically though for the spider-man movies it's marvel is the production studio and sony's just distributing so like sony doesn't really have a whole lot in there i mean they i think they have some pull but basically it's marvel just making the movies and sony distributing so there's not
2: You can cut this out if you want to, I gotta, but I have to say real quick, as much as I'm very ambivalent leaning towards spiteful of Jared Leto, the Morbius trailer looks really good. I mean, like, wow, you know, straight, I mean, the, the, the way he looks the way they, I mean, he looks straight out of Gil Kane's artwork. Uh on this and uh I hate it,
1: that they went with like how like straight up flying because like Morbius isn't supposed to straight up be able to fly, he's supposed to be able to glide because he has light bones. It's well, like, like that, that doesn't even make sense. Like how, that how, might, how,
2: how can that might end up being you, you got you got like 12 seconds of it. You might I mean it might it might be a glide that they're just like you know, he he might be falling with style like Buzz Lightyear, you know? Yeah,
1: but I think what happened is because the Spider-Man cartoon is like like to add him and in and, and pop culture more people know Morbius from the cartoon than they know him from the comics I think they're going with the fact that in Spider-Man cartoon he could fly like literally vertically just go straight up Fly, oh. so I think that's what they're going with, and I don't like. I always thought that how the Spider Man cartoon did it was wrong. Like he doesn't bite people to drink their blood. He has like suckers on his hand because oh, biting people, we can't let like, kids see that. And so I-, I hated what they did with Morbius and the Spider man It seems like this version's based on that, and I'm a little annoyed by that, but. <laughs>
2: <laughs> a little like, oh, he's gonna. He's got. He's got teeth in this. Yeah, so- he
1: had teeth in the Spider-Man card, but he didn't bite people with them. He just used his hands.
2: I'm <laughs> so- I'm willing to bet you a plugged nickel that he's gonna bite somebody in the neck. Oh yeah. It might uh, be, it might be and they might just have, have, have taken the flying part from the spider. It's but it's just like
1: people. how the movie version of Blade was based on the Spider-Man cartoon version of Blade. Like again, it wasn't the comic version of Blade, it was the Spider-Man cartoon version. see because they know that pop culturally those are the versions that people know better. Hmm. Um but uh but anyway, all right. that's not <laughs> we're already talking about this long I know all I of to. this,
2: yeah. I don't know what you I don't know what you were trying to do getting us off topic like that. <laughs>
1: hey marvel it's all marvel it's all connected it is maybe uh, <laughs> all right but yeah um that's that's enough talking about spider-man and the greater sony-verse i guess uh, but let's let's pause for a moment for a promo from another five podcast it was the
0: dawn of another podcast the epsilon 3 is a dream given form.
3: it's a home away from home for three guys to watch a 90s sci-fi classic tv show Three guys with microphones over 3,249 miles apart, all alone in the night. The year is 2021. The name of the station is Babylon 5. The name of the podcast is the Epsilon 3. There, bring me a drink.
1: And we're back and like we talked about at the top of the show we are talking about marvel's what if and this is the first of the mcu animated series that they've done although they have announced that there will be a spider-man freshman year uh coming out um I don't know if they gave a year, maybe 2023, but anyway, in the future, tentatively in the future, which will cover the Tom Holland Spider-Man's first year as Spider-Man. And so that will be interesting, but just looking at this as an animated property before we really talk about the content, um, want to talk uh, you know about what do you think about it production wise animation style you know all that kind of stuff so um why don't you start us off on that one will what did you think about the cartoon visually and uh you know just overall production
3: i I think it was produced very well i love the fact that you had um i just blanked on his name as the narrator and the animation just all tied in very well i like that the fact that they didn't try to disneyfy it if that makes any sense they they Mm -hmm. kept it in that that same marvel tone um kind of reminded me of you know you're talking about 90s cartoons justice league you know mm-hmm. and, how, and how it was drawn a little bit and you know then justice league unlimited and almost that that style and approach wasn't like, that the early
1: late, zeros
3: yeah late late 90s early odds i mean Hold you on. know just when you, you know, get into it but um again i just i thought stylistically it was kind of on that level and i just really enjoyed the depth and the amount of voice actors they could get mm-hmm. the original and And the people who took over for some of the parts, I thought that was really good. So overall, I think the quality was high.
2: Okay. Mark? Oh, yeah. I was uh, blown away. Uh, You know, uh, Into the Spider-Verse set this amazing bar for, you know, modern-day animated properties. Um, I've I've said before that I think that, that that movie was the closest... Uh, to recreating the experience of reading a comic book. I, and in that regard, it's the best comic book movie that I think exists uh, to date. Uh, so, uh, so I was, you know, I, I, didn't say that, I didn't think that they had a hurdle going in because it's Disney. They know how to do animated stuff. But that being said, I loved the, the sort of uh, uh, rendered tone, half digital, half cell shading sort of a thing that they had going on and I loved, I think, I think the thing that really worked for me that they kind of, I think, stole from Sony's playbook was that, was the kinetic snap of the action sequences. Uh, there, there was a real, uh, there was a real sense of weight and kinetic force, uh, in that, that, uh, that I enjoyed. Cause I think that's a, a very visceral part of the whole, uh, superhero experience. And, when you're doing animation, you're one step closer to comics than you were when you were doing live action. So I think leaning more in on that tradition is, is, is a smart way to go, especially, again, we have the, uh, the Spider-Verse movie, which uh, didn't it win the Academy Award for Best Animated Movie that year? I mean, that's a big deal, you know, a Spider-Man cartoon winning Best Animated uh, Film. That's huge. Uh, so anyways, I loved it. I thought it was great. I love the production values. And, uh, uh, if that's where we're, if that's what all the stuff's going to look like going in, uh, for the rest of it, boy, sign me up, man. Lee? Uh,
0: I liked it. No question. I'm right there with you guys on that. Uh, I thought it was an interesting choice. I liked the animation style. I it. it was a consistent style throughout the whole, uh, series, which is something that I would didn't like with the Star Wars visions. Uh, Mm -hmm. But I will say that one thing that kind of struck me was it had a very, you know, sepia tone to a lot of it, which kind of struck me because of course, that was always, you know, the color criticism has always been thrown at at the DC universe and, you know, oh, there's no color. It's all this, you know, muted tones. So I thought it was kind of an interesting choice on their part. I don't have a problem with it because it was consistent and it is alternate universe uh, kind of vibe to it. But I think the key thing that really part of that made that work was using that consistent link of Jeffrey Wright as the Watcher through the whole thing that and granted that is partly how they did the what if comics, but I think that that made that work much more effectively.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've noticed sepia even in live action is used a lot for when your characters are somewhere that's like foreign to them or out of like you know out of like their normal like setting like you know like what Burn Notice for instance there are episodes where he's in Cuba and suddenly it's a sepia tone on everything and I've seen the same thing done for other locations and other shows where it's just like they do this so I think the sepia might have been because this is these are parallel universes and so we're putting in another you know again for that sort of like Let's this is other right. <laughs> well
2: because black and white indicates flashback now if it's black and white you're it's a straight up flashback so sepia tone is eh, hazy state of, of winter yeah
1: yeah 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 i i gotta say i because i know everybody Everybody else was talking about it like when the show first started about how much they loved the animation. It took me a little getting used to. There was something about the almost caricaturish nature of the actual drawings mixed with the very hyper-realistic textures that like like felt like uncanny valley-ish to me. Like uh, Zola is a great example when he in the first episode in the Peggy Carter one, which he sees his face is like scrunched up to like take up like, one eighth of the front of his head but like his head is like you know proportionally like you know normal size and it's just like it was weird but then his skin is like feels like it's like actually textured like skin and it's just like that sort of thing like he was for some reason they drew him so caricaturish that it was just kind of really like weird to me um but you know again I- again it was the mix of like the so to some of the you know, like traditionally cartoonish elements with that very that very textured um quality to it but you know after like the third or fourth episode it was just like I had become used to it and so it started I stopped even noticing that yeah that's where that
0: consistency I think Mm -hmm. changed that
1: exactly um but yeah I mean like again the quality of the voice acting that they got on the show I mean everybody knows that you know um um Chadwick Boseman was was there um you know but but like most of like I kept going like wait this is like almost everybody like that's the actual like character in the MCU is doing this like just a few people that you know they had to get alternate voices for I was really really impressed by that um so yeah I mean that was really cool and in fact that's the one thing that makes me wonder because they said there we were one episode short because of COVID and I was like wait a minute this is a cartoon Why, why would COVID shut down? You know, everybody can do the computer stuff from home. You can send people sound equipment, recording equipment to do from home, you know, because like I've listened to a lot of audio dramas and, and, and Big Finish, is a company that does audio dramas. They, that's what they did. They just sent the recording equipment home to the actors so that they could keep going during covid i'm like that seems weird that disney would be pinching pennies and you know worried about stuff like that but whatever um yeah but- they didn't
0: seem to do that i know one of the interview i heard with tom hiddleston he's he mentioned going into the studio to record it so evidently they didn't make that choice
1: no yeah. no Yeah, so I don't know. And maybe maybe their philosophy was to do it like the old Disney way where everybody's together when they record rather than, you know, traditionally now cartoons are done. You go in, you do your lines, then another person comes in another day, they do their lines. And so you're not really doing it together. You're just doing your lines. But I don't know how they did their You know their setup if they were actually trying to really do it with everybody's there like it's a radio program or
2: whatever Oh no i think everybody was in in the booth separately that's that's they've been doing it that way for forever you know right
1: yeah exactly so that's why i don't understand why covid would have shut it down
2: it might have shut it down if nobody can go back to the studio the whole studio might have said everybody go home so even though it's one guy in a booth and you know I mean, there was a point at which social distancing, notwithstanding everybody went home anyway. So it might've just been that. I mean, you know, I'm sure once they could get back into the studio or once they kind of worked out the protocols, it would have been easy to do one person at a time, you know, in a recording situation, if you sterilize the booth between each person. Yeah.
1: But, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I'm really happy with the result. And I mean, as a fan of what if in general, um, because that was one of the comics that, when I was into comics, I read pretty much religiously, just because it taught me so much about the comics just by seeing. Because they would always explain, "This is what actually happened, but here's the what if." So it helped me like get a lot of like information about stuff that I had, you know, I hadn't been able to read because it had happened a long time ago. Um, and uh, and so yeah, I mean. That 90s series of What If was really good up until a point when they like started doing things like dropping the Watcher and then just doing like stories with no context. And it was just kind of like, all right, this is trash now. But I went back and collected a lot of the first series and the second series was only one issue. So that was really easy
2: to collect. Uh, uh, the stuff in the 90s was a little too event oriented. Yeah, you what say that. What if the Avengers lost Atlantis attacks? Yeah, well, yeah, no, everything did would be those. underwater.
1: They did what those, if, but there were also like 11 other issues that
2: year that didn't do that. So, I mean, no, that's true. That's true. But, the, but the, then there was X-Men. What if the X-Men lost Inferno? Mm-hmm. Everybody but that would was also killed. the time
0: of the mega series. So, yeah. I mean, that's partly why that I think happened. Because, you know, yes. like Secret Wars and all those, that was all the 90s. But so. then, there, covered, was, but then there were most ones, of the like...
2: burning questions in the first series. You know, what oh. if what if Uncle Ben had lived? was a great spider-man yeah. what if you know i know but they uh,
1: also did things like what if the punisher had gotten the venom symbiote which was one of my favorite ones and that wasn't like an event driven thing i mean that was a really cool like what if scenario
2: so hmm. you know okay i don't remember that one yeah well
1: one of my favorites was you know when they did the what if civil
3: war I mean the civil war run and they were talking about what if you know steve and tony had agreed and how much you know would they have been ready for hulk and all these other things so oh
2: i see yeah
3: yeah that was i mean there's i
1: I didn't like it when the what ifs did something that was only like a year or two old i I liked it when it was like let's go back a few years and say like how and how would that have affected everything that happened afterwards because it just seemed like that that was you get more bang for your buck with a what
2: if you're touching on the
0: whole art alt history vibe essentially when you're you're looking at it like that you know
2: it, they, they they had a little more leeway initially to play because it was okay to kind of go down a kind of a dark path because, you know, Spider-Man was never going to... I mean cha- You know, saving Uncle Ben, you know, the, I, I love that they figured out that the only way that that would have happened is if he saw it as a publicity opportunity. And so he turns the catching of the crook into uh you know a photo op for his for his uh show business career and peter parker becomes a douche you know yeah. he beca- because he he never gets the great power great responsibility vibe and and turns into just the kind of celebrity that everybody hates and uh what a what a cool uh, alternate thing to sort of explore in the late 70s during the oil crisis when I didn't know uh, if we were ever going to stop talking about Watergate. Now, you know, I needed something like that, something cheerful and light. Uh, but um, the, you know, the one where Conan uh, makes it to the 20th century, and then they followed that up by, you know, doing a what if of the what if. What if Conan got stuck in the 20th century? and And of course, he does what Conan would do. He becomes a pimp. Uh, cause you know, he's, he's, he's going to go to the lowest common denominator. And I love the fact that Marvel at, at a certain point, wasn't afraid to chase that kind of darker Avenue. Um, you know, I, not every decision has to be, uh, noble. And, uh, I think the animated series did a really good job of kind of It kind of did a little bit of each one of the what if stories like there's something from each kind of era, um, including uh an illusion a nod to you know one of the big events that makes me roll my eyes which was the whole marvel zombie thing you know <laughs> uh,
1: all right all right but all right so so yeah we're getting we're getting kind of everything all at once here okay, so let's sorry. talk about all right so smart brought it up though let's talk about the the charge that i'm hearing most often or heard most often while this was on we are recording a bit after all of these dropped because my life has been crazy um but uh, you know most like people were like online constantly going god what if such a slog so dark so depressing and i'm like what did you expect from a show called what if since since things usually turn out well for our heroes (laughs) you know by its very nature if you're looking at alternatives they are most likely going to be negative compared to what actually happened i mean that's just kind of the nature of what i mean sometimes you get sort of like a net zero you know like some things better some things worse but you know even in the comic generally things were not better in a what if they were usually negative sometimes neutral um so I'm kind of curious about people's thoughts about that. Like, you know, about what if, about like it being a depressing series. Um, so, uh, you know, I mean, I think we kind of were getting your, your two cents on that, Mark. But I, I'm uh, let's start with you on this one, Will, because I don't think I have any idea at all how you felt about that. Did you feel like what if was too dark?
3: No, I uh, honestly, he, he made the joke about it, but I really loved the zombies approach because Marvel Zombies Run was one of my, the funniest and best part. And I, I, you know, they're making that animated show now with it and i thought that the dark tone was purposeful and fun i mean it it showed you that the decisions made in the movies were the right decisions right you know and so if you did a what if and things are better that well that's just like a slap in the face of the writers who make the show so i i enjoy it i i'm I'm looking forward to continuations on a lot of these storylines i mean i leave zombie thanos out but the
1: rest of it yeah (laughs) I'm just gonna put in my two cents though about the Marvel zombies thing because I doesn't don't think it really tracks. I do feel that one was kind of a MacGuffin because that one was kind of like. Their explanation for it, like, didn't really seem like a true what if, it just seemed like hand wavy, like, oh, there's a quantum virus that turns them into zombies. Kind of. It wasn't like a true actual decision in an, like, an episode. In, in, like in the If Ultimate you went left instead of you went right, like, it would have actually changed something, oh, you nice. know. Uh, and, and yeah, I'm just sick of the whole zombie fetish that our society has anyway. So it's not that oh, it's good, dark. Good. It's just that I I just hate zombies in general. I have no room for zombies. But it was
2: one of the most popular crossover. Oh, I know.
1: And I know. I know I'm in a minority there, but I think Walking Dead has 5 billion series and every show does a zombie episode now. And like, there's so many zombie things. I I don't care. I'm (laughs)
2: grateful that it was a 30 minute what if episode, because now it doesn't have to be anything bigger than that. Oh it no, is. you it didn't is. hear Mark. It's they're actually is. going to do,
1: They're going to do a whole series now on Disney Plus of Marvel Zombies. I hate
2: all of you. I hate the planet. Are you kidding me? Oh god. All right. you're over on your porch, Nathan. I'm going to yell at the kids to get off my lawn. Man, I, I am line. right
0: there with you on that. Oh, oh my god, y'all are so wrong. I, I rage quit, right? No, no, we're
3: not. <laughs> yeah, you are <laughs> three against one. So I don't Will. care what you could be three <laughs> against 20.
2: I mean, I don't care because I've, I've well, read, like, you, know, a where, plot. you know, where you know where that originates from, right? Yes,
3: yes, okay. and I know exactly where it originates from. All right, I owned the entire run and it was a lot of
2: fun. It was just no. fun. You know. I mean, you that, know why they decided to take that.
3: Oh, that heck yeah, down. because
2: of the money. So, no there was back in the eighties and there was a a thing called amazing heroes. It was a monthly zine and the whole, um, there was a guy that wrote in a letter to uh, amazing heroes complaining about Marvel uh, and him having to buy grew every month and how much he hates grew the wanderer. Uh, It's so stupid and it's not serious, but I have to buy it because it's a Marvel book and I have to buy every Marvel book, and I just wish they'd make Gru better. And the response was this sort of incredulous rant by, I don't remember who the, uh, might've been David Anthony Kraft, I forget who the editor was at the time. He basically said, who are these, these Marvel zombies that have to just blindly buy every, and, then, and that became an industry-wide pejorative for fans who are you know slavish to Marvel Comics, Uh, to the extent of all others it was a uh, it was a real uh, it it, it was like calling it was like calling them trekkies right back when that was a problem and so um the when i saw that that was going to be the summer annual a few years ago i thought i thought wow they're taking it back all right good on you and then jokes on me it blew up so you know i can't win uh,
0: yeah, I, I'm kind of like, I, I, I have never been a zombie fan,
2: period. It's like the ultimate no-win
0: scenario for me. Uh, so I'm just not a fan of zombies. Now, that being said, I do not deny that there are not, there are some awesome zombie stories out there. And when I first heard that they were doing Marvel zombies, I was like, oh, uh, you know, I was like, oh my God, let's just put two cash cows and squish them together. But... At least now I never read the run, so I will uh, qualify myself on that. But even this episode, I was like, okay, that made it work. So yeah, no. I, but I, I don't know whether I need a whole series.
1: I've read plot synopses for Marvel Zombies. Oh, the, good the God! Comics. There's no plot synopses. It's all about just killing things and fun, it's, funness it's, of it's, it's, it. It's 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 disgusting. Like like everything that yes. I read, like, yes, like And that's why I don't like zombies. Is I don't like the cannibalism like metaphor for it. I find that it's, in the way that other monster like classic monsters are not like disgusting. You know, like to me, like the idea of like eating people is just like. I don't want to see that. It's just gross and stomach. I I will
2: say that I liked the fact what I liked about that. What if episode was, I feel like I got everything I was going to get out of a Marvel zombies storyline. Like I got like 30 minutes was enough for me. It was just enough. Like, Oh, what a cool, Absolutely! Wow, well, I would I wouldn't ordinarily eat anchovies on a pizza, but this one time it was awesome. I agree. And well, I well, never yeah. have to eat anchovies. Hey, well, on a pizza yeah, that's ever the thing because it was it wasn't
1: gory, it wasn't really disgusting, and it was just kind of like I thought it was a lot of fun because like the idea like you got Ant Man on a head, but then the cloak of levitation like adopts him, and so he's just like floating around like that, and stuff Which like is that. A lot like, of the actually I mean, really fun. That's a lot of the comments. Yeah, comic, I mean. I- yeah
0: and the whole vibe with scarlet witch and why you oh, know yeah, yeah. yes okay that works
3: yeah but yeah. i don't
0: need more of it
3: right <laughs> well I, i'm glad to be in the minority on this one because i truly enjoyed the comic run because it was some of the funniest things i've ever read yeah. especially when they got deadpool involved and how that right. how that went and and of course you know ant-man and uh, excuse me giant man and the wasp and their love storyline it was just so wrong that it was right and just and then of course, <laughs> it culminates with ash coming over to fight the evil dead and so yeah with a floating necronomicon providing commentary the entire time
2: it's so, yeah. uh you know that's the beautiful thing and, and you know to me they're all imaginary stories i didn't right, read it right. so, so, so in my mind it didn't happen sort of like how there's only one highlander movie for me <laughs> yes, yes you know yes, if no. you never watch any of the other ones then, this, good. then that one movie is amazing exactly. until maybe the next one yeah. Uh, what next one? There's there's only been one. I've only seen one. The remake.
0: that? I'm Oh, that
2: remake. Yeah, there's not a remake. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we're good.
0: That's another story entirely. All right, this
2: but let's was, not dominate
1: this with Marvel Zombies.
2: But this was the thing that I liked about you know you you were it took you a few episodes to get caught up on the animation and 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 the fact that these stories were very disparate in nature in tone and style. The one thing that unified them was the animation, and uh, to the people that were online four episodes in going, nope, not for me. Uh, I don't like it. Blah, blah, blah. These are too dark. Boo, 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 boo. Then you get to the end of it, and you go, oh, this was all. Once again, you're commenting on chapter four of a nine-chapter thing like you know something. And I just wish everybody would shut the hell up and watch the whole thing. I, I, this... I,
0: I did get concerned. Because, I mean, I'm like, okay, I I need some little escapism. And at first episode, yes, awesome. And then it started getting a little darker. And I was like, uh, but I stuck with it. And it's not like I wasn't going to. So uh, and in the end, of course, like you said, I got the payoff. But I was I was concerned about how dark it was getting. But yes, I mean, but there are t- I don't think what ifs always have to be dark. I no. mean, you can. No, could, I just say no, ten
2: thousand no, different no, versions. No, no. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd be okay with funny. I'd be okay with whimsical. I mean, you know, Bro Thor is the best thing. Okay, let's just go. Uh, Bro Thor was pretty. That good. Was fun. I, I yeah, was. I mean,
1: you look at it. You got you got the Peggy Carter one. That one's not dark. You've got the yeah. the Star Lord one. That's not dark. Yeah. You've got the Bro Thor one. That one's not dark. I mean, so it's like you already got like three of the nine that are like pretty Bro. upbeat. You know, not very dark. You know, like kind of ones. So that's just off the top of my head. And
3: um, even if zombies was dark it still was lighthearted. i mean you know it had, right. it,
2: had a, it definitely had a macabre humor to it It was, right, a very, right. it was very black humor uh, in a they, good they, way. they were yeah.
1: cognizant of the fact that like kids would be watching their show like small right. kids It yeah. can't they don't have a warrant you know like a you know 14 and up warning on it or whatever um you know so yeah. we all
3: agree what was the most heartbreaking i mean you know that's what
0: I, I just think Cherry Chadwick Bozeman was oh hard. Oh my gosh! That. That. Tough. That, that
3: was yeah. that was tough. That, that was tough. That was hard. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh,
0: you could hear weakness in his voice, and mm-hmm. I that just that that I think I was just sobbing right.
2: It, it kind it kind of dates when they were putting all this together, which is you know uh, both a good and a bad thing. I mean, I'm really glad that we got one last little bit of of Absolutely. him as, as T'Challa. That was. That was really, really cool. But um, yeah, making it him was, a big
3: hero too. So,
2: I, I, I and mean, yeah, and make, yeah, exactly. Making it, making that be a fun, positive, you and know, not that
0: just one shot of him too, not just the Star Lord no. episode, but right. having him come back in that, right. you know. Right.
1: He was in three, really, three of the episodes yeah. had his yeah. voice in it. So, I mean, no, that was, that was really good. It's good that he got such a showcase all mm-hmm. in, in What If. Uh, just because of that, you know that this yeah. is his last, you know, performance as T'Challa. Um, but yeah, I, I I think I think Mark kind of hit the nail on the head, though, when we talk about darkness. Is it's like each of these tried to take a tone. Based on usually based on the series that they were what ifing, uh, but right. in some cases, like because, because like Marvel Zombies doesn't really have a series to latch on to for that one, you know, it was kind of like its own thing, but like, yeah, they they were they the, 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 it varied so much that to me it didn't get very samey and it didn't feel like oh god this is just the same thing over and over again so i never i never i was really surprised when i saw the comments because i was like this is kind of what i was yeah. expecting and and the thing is it, it, you know mark you're saying that people rage with i don't but that's the thing people weren't quitting they just wanted to complain each week they would come on facebook right. and they were still watching it and just complaining every week them.
2: but but you know all the comic book people were like I don't know what you're complaining about. These are actually great. You mm-hmm. know, the comic book people who 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 read a 32 and 48 page story of everyone dying, uh, you know, and gone. Well, I got a month till the next one. I hope it's nicer. Uh, you know, for us, this was this was like really cool. It, 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 talk about a like, once again embarrassment of riches. Blah blah blah. Here's a thing I never thought I'd see in a million years: a what if series on television uh about my favorite marvel characters crazy so already in my opinion i'm w- i'm so far out there you know i'm hey. so far ahead that you know when somebody in the back goes uh didn't you think that episode was a little dark i'm like i can't hear you i can't <laughs> hear you okay. well, child right. is stealing okay, little, stuff and the, with Guardians of the, of the galaxy
3: but that Iron Man, what they kept doing to Tony Stark over and over and over and over again. No, you, no other universe with the Marvel Prime does that man import it or live. I mean,
1: I was cracking up with you. I'm like, wow. I, mean, I think that's happenstance. I, I mean, I wouldn't have even fun, noticed though. that if was, people weren't it saying was. it on it Facebook. Was dark, it was
2: dark and fun and yeah. a little mean, but yeah. Yeah, uh,
1: I I don't think I would have even noticed if people were talking about it on Facebook. But yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, again, we're we're gonna not get notice, what ifs though? where Tony is a superstar in the next season. You get what I'm right. saying? Like, it's that's the nature yeah. of what if. You know how right. many? Oh yeah, times... I'm not complaining. I thought it was funny. I mean, I thought yeah, it was I like mean, a how real many real times did gag. Wolverine die in what if? Because it's like, well, we're oh, never gonna gosh, kill it. him in the real world universe, so we're I gonna as well kill him in what if?
2: Yeah, you know. I think I think that actually. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: I was just gonna say that much as i did love a lot of what if to put myself in a place you know mm. kind of where will was with the zombies i i always felt somewhat like what ifs were good excuses for them to justify the choices they made
3: yes mm. you know? yes yeah
0: so it's like you know it could have gone totally different but you're like giving us this narrative to be like see that's why we did it that way even though you didn't like it right the, <laughs> i think yeah that, you
3: talk about it being a a, a you know mark talked about it you know, talked about it being a this dream for comic book fans, but it was also a shot at them for all the complaining they did when the Marvel Universe was starting up. Like, and I'm joking because like, he's a, my buddy Bill McIntyre and how he's just religiously to the comics. And if it's not perfectly comically aligned, hmm. it's not good. Because right. I'll never forget his rant at Dragon Con about Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> and I'm going, <laughs> It's going, an adaptation! Right, right. And that's what I'm doing. And I would yell at, it at Bill, was like, it's an adaptation. And we're lucky we're getting anything. <laughs> no, it has to be this. And if it's not perfect. And I'm like, OK, and again, but Bill's a lot of fun. And it, it reminded me of these complaints were like, what ifs? It was like, oh. what if Bill was in charge? You know, just what, what if?
1: OK, I do want to Bill talk about something charge. specific, though, because it is by far the number one thing that I heard about this series and, and saw people complaining about. And, and, and Kelly, I want your take on this, too. The Doctor Strange episode um, with Christine and the death of Christine. I heard a lot of people saying that they fridged Christine. Uh, I want your two cents on that and exactly how you felt about that episode. And, um, you know, like, like, did you feel like that's, like, what it was was fridging? Or or how did you feel about the overall, you know, like, that episode overall?
0: I I had mixed feelings about it because it kind of felt like, the trope that doctor who takes is this was an immutable point in time you know that she has to die so we have doctor strange and so it was kind of like you know it seemed a little in that sense it, it was like why why does this have to be the immutable point in time I, you know so in that sense it i didn't quite get it that it was fridging it in that sense but it just felt like you know, there could be any number of reasons why he would have to make that choice and to just be, just because she dies and she dies and she dies, (laughs) you know, uh, that's where it kind of got, okay, we get it. And then they kept doing
1: it. Yeah.
0: So I think that's where it kind of got me after a while, so.
1: Okay, no, that's fair enough. I mean, my, my take, what I thought they were trying to explain, but I agree that they didn't do it well because I don't think a lot of people got it, was that's what made that universe unique from every other universe. And that's why it couldn't be, like, it because when he did actually change it, the universe dissolved because that was the thing that made it unique. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that was the issue. And so that's why... You know, it had to be that way, but that, that was my take on it based on, on what I got out of the episode. But apparently I don't think, I don't think I heard, I've never, I haven't seen anyone else say the same thing. So. um, I
2: I think when people on the internet get a new term. Thank you. (laughs) They like to apply it to to any, to everything. So anytime a woman dies, she's automatically fridged. And it doesn't matter why it doesn't matter what for I heard somebody say that they fridged black widow and I'm thinking to myself, I, I, after eight movies and a, and a, and a heroic sacrifice, I'm not sure that that's fridging. In fact, I know it's not. And so and I think tropes particularly tropes. Because, tropes are tropes. Uh, well, yeah. And I, and I have a problem with tropes too. This is so, but this is the thing, you know, she's so, she factors heavily into the movie on, uh, you know, she, she's, she's, really responsible for him you know kind of snapping into what becomes dr strange you know they've got to have that moment of closure so she's very important and i and so i think her dying is the thing that that he's he's not who he is because of that i think that and so i think that's important i mean that's a what if moment so i don't think it i don't i don't think it's fridging it's not a they didn't do it uh, they, I agree they might not have done it well, but but it wasn't done to um, it wasn't it wasn't done and, and brushed under the rug. That's gr- the girlfriend in a fridge thing app- applies to uh, killing somebody for the for the cheap one issue shock of it uh, and and having that be a, a, either a motivation for revenge or uh, having parents. it not be addressed at all. It's a pointless death. <laughs> Uh, just because and so i don't think that was yeah and that's story. why
0: i don't think it's a fridge either uh, but i i do think they kind of beat it to death a little
3: well too i think with this one you know if we're going to go into it i think there's two factors one is that it was showing that his motivation to be dr strange it wasn't only about because you remember the surgeon side of him he did not like to lose right so i mean he, he was he, he didn't take certain cases because he couldn't deal with death so right. I think a lot of that was that was it was not necessarily her just her death. It was that he felt responsible for her death. Second thing, I think it was them hedging their bets on time travel because it reminded me a lot of the time machine, you know, and the original time machine about how you can't change the past. That you can go into the future, but you cannot touch the past. The past is beyond changing. And so it was fixed really point in time. Yes, yeah. a fixed point in time. Yeah. So it, it was kind of a i don't know a neener neener at end game and the the time heist and all that kind of stuff of well if we could do this why can't he do these things so i think it was a little bit of a little bit of both but fridging of course not because it's yeah. it, it, it's a trope when it comes to that someone's someone dying in your life isn't impactful who hasn't had a death in their life that wasn't impactful i mean right.
2: well kyle uh
1: <laughs>
3: <Huh>.
1: uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hashtag, yeah. Hashtag hashtag. yeah. Uh, right all right so, but, but but all right yeah so i guess my point is more taking a slightly different tack was that this is what if it's an anthology series this version of christine was never going to have a full life with lots of right. stories behind right. her so the killing of a character in an anthology series which by its very nature is to show the consequences of things going differently she's still alive in the movie she's going to be in doctor strange too so it's like to me, it's not fridging because it's like this is an alternate take on the character, and so we're not basically saying like, "Oh, nope, Christine's gone for some offhand reason." We just wanted to sort of sweep her away because we're introducing Clea, and we don't want him to have like a lingering like romantic interest or whatever. Right. You know, it's like it's not like that. So, well, if Tony, if so, Tony Stark was fridged in every just about every episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. so,
0: <laughs> I I will say that one of the things that going back to the movie Mm -hmm. is it felt like the movie played up more on the loss of his of his hands than you know anything else so i was like it felt like focusing on christine i was i was kind of like wait which are you kind of going for here so that's well where this I was doctor strange like, had a different
1: motivation i mean that was the thing and that was and that's why i keep saying that's what made this universe unique because even though this doctor strange had some similarities with the doctor strange in the regular mcu universe you know this was the thing that made it unique that made him different than the one whose hands had been injured instead and well, so that's that's why he kind of took this darker path than everything else in the
2: movie he's trying to use magic to heal his hands uh he's still a jackhole until he uh figures right. out how to how to be a person uh the magic part uh does that but you know he's he's still a i guess your
0: hands aren't a fixed point in
2: time <laughs> <laughs> no they apparently not yes no <laughs> well he didn't try to go back and fix
1: his hands by going into the past and changing what happened to him so you know that's that's different um, yeah I mean it,
0: it, they played on the hubris being a lot of right. reason why right. and,
1: and, and frankly we got perfect strange out of it so <laughs> I forget, there's right. a different term people are using for that, but he's like, he's he like the he... perfect <laughs> version of Dr. Strange. It's like, like, all right, I, I know I'm getting ahead because I wanted to talk about this last, but the last two episodes, when th- there are memes now showing that group of the Guardians of the Multiverse, and they're like, the Guardians of the Multiverse at 99% power, and it's just Dr.
3: Strange. <laughs> <it's> right.
1: Like... <laughs> he is so awesome and why that. did
3: the watcher need anybody else, uh, why did need anybody right? else?
1: <laughs> but um but uh but yeah so um let's talk about like just like the format um because i mean oh, we're all comics familiar but you know a lot of people listening to this are not going to be comics familiar so uh, i just wanted to talk about the fact that because at first i was kind of leery um I, I was worried that because, you know, it is a different audience that they were going to go be like, okay, well, let's do this like, you know, DC does Worlds. you know, like, it doesn't have to yeah. be like a specific thing that changed, like, let's do pirate Captain America, or, you know, let's do like, whatever. And it's just like, in, in multiverse, so we can just hand wave away any explanation. But Marvel was always very clear with what if it's one Single specific thing that changes, and then you just watch right. the ripples out from that. Um, and I was really impressed that they stuck with that. Um, that they kept that um, you know, as as part of, you know, as the whole meaning of the series. The other thing was the format of how the watcher presents it, which I thought for sure was going to go out the door, and it is just like the comic, even to the point of having the watcher inset into these scenes, just like he would be inset into the panel talking you know through the scene and i was like oh my god this is like literally reading a what if comic and it's just on my tv screen instead of you know being on the comic page i Um, loved it
2: unapologetically it was so nice yeah
1: (laughs) and roy thomas if you notice got a thank you on on the credits um for coming up with the concept of
2: what if yeah
1: well
0: good good for Um, him and you know granted it's marvel you know Patting Marvel on the back, but they've always been very good at giving, you know, thanks special thanks on their credits, whether it's in the films or the episodes to the creators who put down this material.
2: It's true. I don't You're see right. Roy getting I'm, I'm a like lot Star of credit Wars, for yeah. his stuff. I'm like Marvel yeah.
3: Star, uh, Disney Star Wars. So, yeah. I mean,
1: Roy, Roy, like my thesis statement has always been that Roy was just as important to Marvel as Stan and Jack Kirby. Uh, and, and, well, I'm not going to go into that, but like, no, I feel like you, he doesn't get the amount of credit that he deserves for how much of Marvel he created. Um,
2: we, we, we just haven't gotten there yet. Uh, I think, I think as we get into, uh, this newer stuff you're going to start seeing his name on things uh, uh, a little bit more I mean his stewardship takes place uh, like right 68 69 right as Stan's getting out mm-hmm. I mean you know
3: he's already uh, gone to DC at this point yeah but the yeah, thing it's, is it's,
1: even when he was no longer editor-in-chief Roy stuck with Marvel until the mid '90s. That's thirty years of creative force behind Marvel Comics. So I, much stuff, so many storylines, so many characters were all created by him. But I, yeah, I, I, I fear that we're skipping him though, because it's like they wanted to adapt a lot of the Jack Kirby, Stan Lee stuff. Now they're skipping to the 2000s stuff and adapting a lot of that. No, it's no, like no, yeah, no, Starlin stuff is has kind got of...
0: his his time. You know, they're they're doing well,
2: no, it. I, I know just, they're yeah, doing they're, a few. Marvel's like, about to come back. We got She Hulk. We got Moon Knight this is all bronze age stuff you know uh and, that, I know, and but that's now everybody's Roy talking about is.
1: young avengers and i'm like i don't care about young avengers that's right after i stopped reading comics stop that
2: unfortunately one of roy's <laughs> biggest things was the all-star squadron and the very i don't the odds of us getting back to the all-star squadron i think are yeah i don't think yeah, super no, slim evident, so, yeah,
1: not
2: but but you know he he will sh- i think you're thinking
1: of the invaders by the way
2: the yeah well he, he did the all-star squadron too but yes the invaders too all that world war Two stuff patience young padawan he will he will get his due i promise it's just you know he didn't create captain america uh no. he wrote he wrote some stories yeah. he wrote a lot of stuff he
1: wrote every book as stan dropped it he wrote every single yeah. book so he yeah he did all the 60s books at one point or another and
2: and i guarantee you when they figure out what they're going to do with conan uh, if it has any, if if DC, or sorry, if, if Disney, Marvel, Hoosie Floopdell is involved, Roy will be thanked for that. Because Roy oh, no was doubt. singularly instrumental in, in bringing But Conan Yeah, in. but I
1: mean, like Marvel doesn't own Conan. They're just licensed right now no, to do but, Conan comics. So I don't think they're going to do Conan, movies or TV Conan shows. Conan ushers
2: in the Bronze Age and starts that second tier of, of Marvel comics uh, for them. So... Conan's very important in terms of, of Marvel's development. Again, Squirrel. whether that's going to show up on Disney is anybody's guess, but Roy get Roy will get his due. Every, everybody in cross Plains loves Roy. I'll let you know in cross Plains, Texas. Nathan, when we all get together and talk about uh, Conan on Howard days. Oh, uh, well, well you know, sure. Yes. Yes. I, mean, yes he is, I just want you to know he is some a huge force for
1: Conan. Yes. So, yes. No, not all that. of
2: you, but some <laughs> of us, some of us get it. that's all that's all i mean
1: (laughs) um but uh but yeah so i mean other other thoughts about like the format i mean i don't know how prolifically the rest of you read what if but um like will like watching the show did it remind you of like the what if comic
3: i didn't write read what if prolifically but i did read a good bit of it Mm -hmm. but it's what i was not i didn't see coming was the huge crossover event toward the end right i didn't see it building up to this, you know, this thing I,
1: until the I want to put universe. a pin on that, because that's good. That's the last thing I okay, want to talk sorry, about. Sorry. But sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. I'm just letting, you know,
3: I just did. I mean, the what if universe really never did that in, in the comics to me. I never right. really saw that in the comics and then, and then all of a sudden, boom, you get it. And I thought that was, yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Kelly, I, I, I liked a lot of it. I think there was some, there was a lot of fan service because that's partly what, what if is to a degree. <laughs> um, I I like some of like bro Thor to me was a let's give Chris Hemsworth some fun stuff you know and it was like let's play off that moment between Thor and Captain Marvel just do it the other way you know so I was kind of felt like that one felt kind of awkward even though it was fun and and bro Thor was a lot of fun
3: and so was that Captain Marvel too by the way yeah yeah that that Captain Marvel was a lot of fun and
0: so it's like, so I definitely cheered, you know, when that episode happened, and I really enjoyed it. But it, some of them felt like, you know, fan service. Some of them felt like they were, you know, justifying. Um, I'm not saying I didn't enjoy all of it. But I, I did feel like there is some qualifiers for some parts of it mm-hmm. in that sense.
1: All right, three words, Howard the Duck. And not one, yeah. but two episodes. In fact, married to Darcy in one episode. What a throwback. I, 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 I got everything, like that alone is worth like the price, you know, of, of Disney Plus, you know? <laughs> <laughs> God, somebody told All me i'd right. get two howard the duck episodes two not one two that i'm was not amazing. a howard
0: the duck I'm, not either.
2: <laughs> I'm uh i'm i'm old enough to remember when howard the duck was edgy and cool <laughs> uh he was he was he was the subversive marvel book that oh, you yeah. read yeah, when, when, yeah. You, when you knew you knew there were jokes in here and they they were going over your head And you just kept rereading and think eventually I'm going to get this and it's going to be awesome. Uh, so I don't know if that's ever going to be the Howard, the duck we see, but I have, I have such a fondness in my heart for, for that. So, uh, that was, I loved it. I, you know, I was prepared for it to be just single episode things. I, I do think that, um, the, uh, the format, uh, spoke to me as a, as a comics fan. I, I felt like that was, and yeah, you're right. I, I mean, I guess, I don't know if we're going to call it fan service, if it's positive or not. I don't know because, um,
0: fan service doesn't have to be negative.
2: No, it doesn't have to be, but I think people use it interchangeably and, and I think we need different terms for it. I, I would say it, it, it was fan service, but I don't think it ever pandered. Fan how, reward. About hmm. how
3: about fan reward?
2: Yeah. I mean, that's uh, how
3: I always think of, you know, Endgame. game with you know cap you know with you know captain hammer you know <laughs>
2: when he gets the hammer
3: it's something we all wanted to see and we got to see it but it didn't feel contrived it felt like you know I, something they've been building I was
2: thinking I was thinking of of how they opened the series with uh with you know let's call her let's call her Captain Britain, right uh you know I thought that was uh that was just a fantastic first of all I love Agent Carter anyways and Haley Atwell and that I, I love everything out of that uh, particular corner of the Marvel universe. So to, so to have her get to do some more action stuff, even even you know animated was was wonderful. And I loved uh, you know how uh, I love you know basically getting Howard to build Iron Man suit for for Steve to to come along. It was basically a marvel version of stars and stripe right i mean that was right
3: it really was yeah yeah.
2: so i mean how cool was that Uh, and i remember feeling like yeah they're trying to win me over here i'm gonna let them (laughs) oh yeah that was definitely
0: to me that was absolutely a positive fan service thing right know, you know they they're they know so many fans are were like heartbroken with agent carter not continuing to the point where they put him in the suit and let him sleep for 40 years so they could still end up together yeah <laughs> so.
3: right i mean no it i honestly the thing that they took the most shot at to me was uh, it, which has so, weirdly enough a lot of the late disney properties have been doing this loki did it and now this is taking shots at age of ultron to make it redeemable (laughs) wow it just seems well no i mean i I liked age of ultron but it seems like everything has some sort of connection to age of ultron loki big connections to age of ultron and the death of the mother and and then this with well what if ultron didn't (laughs) wasn't a nerfed wuss and took over (laughs) okay
1: (laughs) all right but um But yeah, um, I I was just going to say, though, like, again, though, if you know anything about what if comics, I mean, the very first issue was what if Spider-Man had joined the fantastic four? So, I mean, it's always been about like, let's play up something big and throw, I mean, not always, cause they did do some fairly obscure stuff too, from time to time, but like that's always been baked into it as every once in a while, they're going to throw out some big names and just be like, let's do something with, you know, mashing up like this and this, like, like I talked about the one later on with the Punisher going to a different church and, and getting the Venom symbiote after Spider-Man got it off of him. And, and that one was a really, like, amazing, you know, storyline. But again, putting two popular things together, Venom and the Punisher, you know. So, like, they they do that fan. They've always done that fan service with whatever. Given
2: how they chose to end the the first season. Uh, and, and the fact that we are in a different thing, right? The Marvel Cinematic Universe as opposed to the Marvel Universe. Uh, I don't know that we're going to get very many, like, single-issue, one-off, human interest stories. Uh, I think they're all going to... I think now that I've seen them connect, however obliquely towards the end, I will expect that when they do more of them. And I don't know that that's, ba- that's a bad thing. But do you remember, Nathan, in the first iteration of What If, there was that episode, or was that, that issue drawn by John Byrne, What If the Fantastic Four uh didn't have their powers yes i think and it's 24 reed, and reed has to build all of the like cool stuff to mm-hmm. give them you know to give them the approximation what a great story and not a not a game changer not a world altering thing just a kind of a cool like what if they were more like the challengers of the unknown than superheroes i love that we're not gonna see that uh
0: i agree yeah I, we're not I, gonna, we, we're gonna stick pretty solidly to the mcu stuff as opposed to comics but i do think we'll get the one off site to me bro thor is more of a one-off piece even though it kind of tied in. we'll get him in that sense i think yeah you know more in the uh you know we want to keep our people happy let's play off with this like we got fat thor you know so a lot of that i think is that
2: it could they could actually do a follow-up to bro thor uh in season two i mean they've already said they've already said they're going to
1: do a sequel to the peggy Carter one because you know that was you know the scene they showed at the end of the of the season um so you know we're going to get that
3: wakanda one as well aren't we we're getting uh, I haven't heard that they're
1: been... going to do a sequel in season two to any of the other ones. My understanding I'd heard, I'd is... I'd
3: heard that that one was coming, so...
1: Okay, but well, that maybe. might be
0: partially to set up Black Panther 2, too. too
1: yep. so. Yeah, so, so I Fine. mean, Mark's already touched on what I wanted to talk about, but that was, like, in the actual What If comic, we did occasionally get sequels, like you mentioned, the Conan one, the one where Spider-Man joins the Fantastic Four and they become the Fantastic Five. There was a sequel to that one as well. Yeah. Uh, and uh, But the only time they ever did, like, a real storyline... Was something that um, I can't even remember. It was in the it was in the third volume, but it was basically a five issue run that was about the time twisters. It sort of tied in with what's going on with Wanda and Loki right now, uh, like with the, with the time variant authority and all that kind of stuff. Where yeah. we actually saw sequels to various what ifs that were part of this oh. whole lengthy, overarching story. Oh, um, that would have been cool. Yeah. Um. So. So. Um, You know that's they so they did that in what if but that was a very small percentage of the actual what if comics and so that that was what i was going to ask is would you prefer them to be standalone anthology type stories or did you like because when people were saying like i'm waiting until what this leads to i was laughing at them i was like it's what if it's not leading to anything it's all standalone like there's no arc there's no story it's all standalone and then they surprised me with the you know with the end i was like oh They actually brought them all together but i feel like it'll feel so i'll just give my own personal take i feel like it'll feel contrived if they do that every season let's show you nine episodes that seem like they're not connected and then bring them together in the 10th episode Contrive some reason why they're all connected now so i'm kind of curious what people think about that so let's start with you on this one kelly
0: well I agree. I I think they can't do that, but that also means to me that they have to step away from the Watcher, because they've kind of used that as the thread to tie that into the whole alternate Watcher confrontation. Exactly. You know, super strange and everything like that. Um, so I think they'd have to. But the TVA might give them that structure. That was
3: about. That's what I was going to go with that. Yeah. Right.
0: So I think, but then you could play on with, you know, Lady Loki and you can play around with one-offs with things like that. Um, And it also, you know, uh, to bring in the horrid other company, uh, DC's been playing a lot with their there's smaller heroes on on this small screen. So this might give a chance for Marvel to test out new things like doing Moon Knight, doing She-Hulk, and in some of these as a one-off kind of thing, rather than just doing, oh, well, we're committing to a whole series.
1: Right, Let's float a character. Yeah, let's float a character out there. Yeah,
0: See how it hits.
1: No, that's something I hadn't even thought of is them introducing a new character through what, other than the Watcher, of course, who's introduced through what, and let me tell you, I am shocked by how much people are intrigued and interested in learning more about the Watcher. Like after I finished watching Eternals, people will like, is is the Watcher a celestial? Like people around me were saying that, and I'm like, no, the Watcher is not a celestial. But you know, again, there's a lot of interest there. There's a lot of people talking about you know that. So um, it's it's interesting. that's Marvel
2: building. Everything's connected. Yeah. <laughs> I um I think uh, that uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind. You know, there's still some stuff in the uh, in the previous phases that could be uh monkeyed around with uh to make uh other episodes of what if i if if we do get another set of things that culminate in a in a cool cross story that'd be great but i'd be really okay either way as long as you know again as long as it's good you know you you're i'll i'll forgive them if they do it again if the second time they do it it's like oh my god that was so amazing but we're about to get multiverse right we're about to phase four is going to be all multiverse all the time
3: (laughs) chaotic so
2: i don't know what the value is of doing that type of storyline again when we're i mean we're going to see it in spider-man we're going to see it in doctor strange and according to the rumor we're going to see it in ant-man uh if the title is any indicator and maybe even guardians of the galaxy three and thor and love and thunder so oh yeah so yeah and thor so when we get to season two of what if um that's going to come off as really played out uh so they, a lot they're of gonna that's have... going to be out before all of those movies come out uh I, is it are there uh, is season
0: two already in production? 2022 right did they
1: okay I well you'll have spider-man did. and doctor strange 2 before it comes out most right likely. before them
0: but not yeah. any of the rest of it so uh, hey, well, really maybe, i mean
3: it's gonna be interesting to see
1: how they tie it all
3: in and yeah. if we have anything else The what if if they're going to do any of these future films or if they're going to play around like you said there's still a lot of phase three and four that you can what if, I mean, there's right. just so much left to question. I mean, an easy one would be, it would be, would be, what if, what if Hawkeye had died instead of Scar, you know, instead of uh, Black Widow and what if, right. you know, all, all the that's, things.
2: That's a perfect one. Yes. That's, that's a, a but per- again,
1: yeah, that's it, one it that's itself. too recent that they need to let lie for a while before they do that one, I think. Um, the one
0: nice thing about animation too, though, is you don't have to worry about your actor's ages as much. No. Right. Oh. So I have one of the other gossip things I heard is this might be one of the ways they bring in, you know, the downtown heroes that they bring back in Charlie Cox to do Daredevil, but they have it animated. So it doesn't matter if it's been five or six years since then, because then the rights will have gone, you know, totally left Netflix, but yet they can tie into that it'll still be their story but then they still have charlie cox's voice
1: every time someone brings up the netflix stuff they they uh, in my head i see the guy from the meme that has the wall with all the strings and he's like doing this like doing like yes. the crazy hands. like they're never going to do it they're never going I, to bring in any of the marvel tv stuff De- feige only wants things that he had a hand in he is not going to bring in anything right, but jeff you could do
0: that in what if
1: i mean totally but just
0: by using the actor's voice to, could totally separate it
2: you might want to tell that i, to the I angry, once but, uh, thought as you did nathan
3: i think it's i think they're bringing them in i think they're bringing i them know and that's in. gonna
2: be another
1: that's that's the spider-man no way home expectation everybody's well, like they're no bringing i don't in think it's that. people and no, it's, not, i don't no, think no, so. It's, mm-hmm. from, it's from one of the tv shows i'm sorry what
3: for Hawkeye they're talking about Kingpin bringing in Kingpin for the Hawkeye show I know
1: like I know and again it's crazy hands guy with the with the murder wall behind him <laughs> I don't know what that I, meme's from but I, you've I
3: seen the meme, I'm sunny, sure it's, it's from it's from uh, from Philadelphia you know just
2: I hope you're wrong because <laughs> oh, all, you yeah know, D'Onofrio's Kingpin was great oh, no no I know, agree he was great well, right. You and I are both no sleep till daughters of the, of the dragon. <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, so, but Oh, that, that still pains me that we didn't get know, daughters of the dragon. I know
2: we, they, they don't understand us and they never will. Yeah. But, um, but I think, you know, Feige had to grudgingly admit, I think everybody admit, you know, knows that, that m- most of those Netflix shows were, were on point and, and great. And so if they, if he doesn't want to do them, that's a shame because they're already developed well
0: and you know? i don't think you have to use like i said just using the actor to be doesn't necessarily mean you're giving credence to what they created other than saying yeah this guy did a good job and people connect that just like yeah. you know granted it's sony but you know using toby mcguire and andrew garfield you know that's yeah, still doing that, they yeah. Did yeah. some things right so right.
1: Yeah, but that was, is very specifically come- like they are alternate versions from a parallel universe. And and so might they do like a nod and say like the Netflix stuff happened in an alternate universe? Maybe, but they're not going to bring them in as a new series or anything but like did, that, they, no, whether it's animated us, or live action. Wait a minute.
3: Wait a second. He never said that they weren't MCU because he let them tie to the MCU. They just yeah. were never
0: allowed to they be have, on film. They have Stark Tower in
3: the yeah.
1: episode. No, I yeah. know that. But then there can be a Stark Tower in an alternate universe also. I mean, that's the whole point of multiverse. Like, things have have variants that can look the same.
2: You've read the rumor sites, and I haven't. I heard or saw a headline zoom by my face one uh, one night uh, about Charlie Cox Mm. playing Matt Murdock. Yep.
1: Yeah. No yes. reputable site has. Yes, it has been in the rumor sites. No it's reputable site has reported bell, that. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. So that's just. So that's just. Chatter. Just like
1: the yeah, the kingpin and Hawkeye is is See, also like me. a like this a is, not. This reputable. is why I don't
2: read that stuff. <laughs> it works my soul. I have a question.
3: <laughs> yeah. Okay, wait. You get into the reputable, then okay, you can. You're never going to get rumors from movies <laughs> then, because Dark Horizons <laughs> doesn't exist anymore. With a you know recording under the under the table, getting you know Lucas's take <laughs> on this. You're gonna everybody's gonna look. If, you know, Reddit is not Reddit, you know, know, they're right half the time. Right,
1: right. But but, I mean, here's the thing. Will, 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 let's back up. For years, I was told that everyone who died in infinity war was really a scroll imposter okay and that was on all <laughs> yeah. the rumor sites that know, was they were like I that's remember. why they changed the name from calling it infinity war part two it's because it's actually going to be avengers 4 secret invasion and i was like right. that doesn't even make sense for what no. they're doing no. if i believed all the rumor sites the x-men were going to be introduced through wandavision reed richards was going to be introduced through one that's why i'm saying it's murder but wall guy so. with the crazy hands that's every that's time so. people say this because it doesn't make sense from a story perspective it and is. in this case it doesn't no, make sense, sense from, from
0: a-, a marketing perspective <laughs> yes it does it makes
3: it brilliant it sense. Does. From our- and
0: marvel ain't dumb on that so no, and, and also it makes sense from a
3: talent perspective if you can get vincent donofrio who's a who is a very talented actor into your stuff just like they did with uh uh delroy sunday with blade you're going to pull in the talent and I just see that it's a waste of a fan base. Look, look, do- I got a
1: friend who yeah. every time a rumor site reports something, oh, the the one recently has nothing to do with Marvel, was they're continuing Batman the Animated Series on HBO Max. And I told him, look, then nobody reputable is saying yeah. that. That's just something that was on this clickbaity thing. And it's like, oh, what it turns out to be is they're using some of the creators from Batman the Animated right. Series to create a completely new animated Batman show. But it is not the continuity of the Batman the Animated nope. Series. It's completely different. <laughs> different stylistically well, it even looks different from the art that's they've my shown my point
0: is they don't have to use the continuity of the netflix nope. show right
2: they could just use charlie cox as matt murdoch and then write new daredevil that's yes. possible Absolutely.
1: i mean it's possible but i, like I don't that. think feige will do it because he doesn't he doesn't like any of the choices jeff Loeb made like he is well, like completely splitsville on this so i don't think it's gonna happen it's but. not the same thing with agents
3: of shield and, and uh agent carter though it's not it's not that it's not that level of hate he had toward those shows because he felt that that was the Whedon stuff. Yeah, I know. I really mean,
1: look at the Netflix, <laughs> yeah, Netflix yeah, appears, honestly, Maybe, but I Honestly, don't know.
0: I think he also acknowledges that if the Netflix shows hadn't hit the way they did, we mm-hmm. wouldn't have the MCO the way we do.
1: Well, we yeah, have Disney. Disney I mean, it probably helped with the Disney Plus and arguing that there should be like their own streaming stuff, certainly. Um, but uh <laughs> We're getting far it's afield from what just, if.
2: This is why we can't have nice if. things right <laughs> here. It's
0: what if. That's why I brought it
2: oh, up. Yeah. <laughs> it's a what if. The if, internet, if, the internet has, has, has a part of the internet culture is that it's somehow important to be the first person to say a thing. Yes. And I don't. And that that's actually, like, know, I, I
1: think it's more with this stuff. It's a whole it's more of from the message
2: what? boards. And so what happens is, is as soon as this stuff gets announced, you have nine guys on Twitter who just start typing the the first the, the oh, weirdest thing that comes into that their head. <laughs> On the basis yeah. that it, God, if this hits, I'll be the guy that says I was first, I was right, I got to say it, and 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 it just creates this 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 scum, this layer of pond scum that that floats on top of whatever oh, interesting things might right, actually right, be out right. there. Yeah, I,
1: I, I think this is actually motivated by two other things. One is clicks generating looks at a site so that they can get the advertising revenue that they want. The other one, so they they put clickbaity articles out that If you read the article, there's actually no quotations from any actual sources. It's completely speculative, but the, the headline doesn't tell you that. Well, uh, but, also, the, but The, the other thing is ideas. I think some people are actually trying to create the thing that they want by yes. producing it as news sure. and then Hoping to yep. shame Marvel into doing the thing because they'll see also, the level if, if of support. Gets,
0: if something starts trending, hey, maybe they'll mm-hmm. pay attention.
1: Right. Yeah. I think well, those just, right, are well, the motivations. The, rumors of
3: the Before the announcement of the multiverse, we knew it really was coming, even the hints of the multiverse, the first thing that started trending was getting McGuire and getting Garfield into these movies before
1: the movie was even developed. So I mean, people- well, to be fair, Feige has been using the word multiverse since before Endgame. Those were actual quotations from Kevin Feige that Phase right. as Four soon as would he, be I mean, about the I'm multiverse. As soon as they did
3: that, they started. Yeah. Talking. As soon as, as, soon as Fox was bought out, and the hint and the rumors that Sony was next on the chopping block
1: oh I mean, well, yeah yeah they're gonna buy sony uh-huh
3: you know the,
1: <laughs> <remember> <laughs> your eyes. we said the same thing about fox bro <laughs> no no because that's actually sony is a much bigger company than its movie studio okay there's yeah, no but- way disney is purchasing sony okay no, but
0: they could sell off something. They yeah, could it wouldn't be the first exactly. time. It could. It they be. could.
1: But also, you you think that the antitrust people were upset about Disney buying Fox? Wait until they try to gobble up Sony's movie division too. They would break it apart so fast, and you know, just like they were would upset when spinning. AT&T bought HBO. Good grief, man! All right, all right, but we're getting yeah. so far. We're getting so far off the topic. Let here. me. I
2: just let what me if? just say, and this <laughs> is my last point about this. You know, this whole notion of if we if we keep saying it out loud then then they'll be right. shamed into mm, yes. making that change. Hey brown coats, how's that worked <laughs> out for you? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. How Ouch. we doing there, folks? That that is the
1: best point. Yeah. you got enough signatures thing. yet?
2: Or uh are we gonna do another uh, you know, uh, uh another uh, whip round of uh of 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 As as Whedon's career died in the hopes of any reduced
1: right. That or Farscape is the other one, but
2: yeah, Farscape guys. (laughs) How are we doing over there,
1: folks?
2: (laughs) You can't shame Disney. They are a great Satan. They do not have morals, scruples, or ethics. You are you're you're yelling at a homunculus. All right, you're yelling at a you're yelling at Mecha Godzilla begging it not to step on the little village. It's not going to happen. They're going to do what they're going to do and they're going to say what they're going to say and, and and the only way that they'll ever admit any wrongdoing is if they inadvertently say something that you think you can cancel them for. And then they'll quickly back step off of that and go what we meant to say was or if it
3: bombs at the theater
2: and then, uh, and, then um, and then three movies later they'll make the change that you wanted them to make because they can they they've got enough of a turning radius but I agree. it's incremental change they're never going to do a casting choice because you the oh, fans no. demanded it oh no 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 no
0: but so. i think scar joe made them backstep
2: Yes, and you should be is. thankful well, for she, that, Mark. <laughs> I, no, I, I I am all for it. Yeah, she. But there was a lawsuit
1: involved in that one. There's yes. a difference
2: between Scarlett Johansson and the sons and daughters of Madness Comics International, uh, East Haverbrook store, and their Saturday Night Comics Club starting a petition online demanding the reinstatement of uh you know whoever and whatever so i mean you know she's she's worth a zillion dollars and and still has value to them we are not worth anything and so we are worth nothing to them i, I would say
0: nothing because otherwise fan service would not exist they right. only
2: care about us in the aggregate and and it's yes. feige that's doing that for us. It's not, it's not the corporation. Yeah. Well, the creative, I he mean, he is corporate. The thing is, He's a president lot of t- Marvel.
1: A lot of times, the fan service is driven by the creatives, not the corporation. That's the people yes. who, who are working right. on the project who are also fans. And they're like, oh, the fans are really going to love this when we do. We're going to stick Howard the Duck into it, in two episodes of What If? Because there's going to be some people that are like, yeah, Howard.
2: We're going we're to play the original Iron Man music in the casino <laughs> of the first uh, movie for the yeah. nine people in the audience who are over the age of 35. are going to sit up in their chairs and go oh my god uh
0: oh please watching the spider trailer we're still hearing the theme music from the 60s yes
2: yes because that's i mean you can't get any better than that 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 is advertising that that they can't pay for because right it 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 exists outside and of their and, and, and they want us talking
3: like this. You know, we're we're all jokingly arguing. No one. Oh one's yeah, this is free advertising, advertising
1: for them. This is right.
3: this. They love the speculation. They love. Well, maybe not Sony, but <laughs> <laughs> yes, everybody but Sony. But I mean, Disney loves the speculation because as long as you keep their IP. Uh, out there in the verse that's what they love now if you start using it for any other thing they're going to slap you with the laws. oh yeah if you oh, make yeah. a cent of
1: money from it yeah <laughs> if you make problem. any money but, off of it but if you're just talking yeah they love that yeah they can love um, it but uh all right all right so excuse me uh favorite episode let's start with you on this one mark and and, and there are nine episodes of what if what was your favorite episode
2: i you know honestly uh hands down first one you know, uh, Captain Carter, uh, that really set the tone for me. I love, uh, all the Captain America stuff anyway. So watching Peggy do Captain America stuff was, was nearly porn for me. It was almost <laughs> wow. it was right at the edge wow. of, of, you know, two great tastes that taste great together. So I, yeah, that first one, uh, I've, I've gone back and watched it two more times and been mm. like yeah this is really cool you know uh what what a killer opening what a great uh what a great way to introduce the series to people uh i i i thought there wasn't a misstep in that i loved everything about it okay Will.
3: oh uh <laughs> there's so many it's so many good choices i honestly think it's the killmonger episode where killmonger mm. comes in and because it built up to so much of a storyline that I really enjoyed. I was really wait. I, I really want to see more of that that storyline. Because I one I just thought Killmonger was a, a fantastic character in the Black Panther film. They they just up. They just went even full tilt with this, and showed that he's just this. I mean the layers of manipulation mm-hmm. that this guy goes through, in that one episode alone. And feeding off everybody's fears and hates and I love the fact that only two people aren't fooled and I, I yeah. I yeah. think that was my favorite. Close so second, bro Thor, so. Okay. <laughs> Kelly.
0: Wow, you guys are, are taking all of my choices. Um <laughs> I I kind of in the same ballpark, of course. I, I definitely have an affinity for you know the whole you know Captain Carter vibe and everything and definitely love that one. I also loved kind of the message there that, you know, even though Steve's not the muscular guy, the cliche, still they still
2: absolutely
0: yeah. make him a hero and yep. And even when Pe- they they quiz Peggy on like, why do you want to be with this guy? It was like, no, nah, because, you know, he's really got that hurt. So I love that. I, I love the Brothor because it is a very fun episode. Um, and as far as Killmonger, uh, Michael B. Jordan is awesome. can't get me wrong.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I I kind of think if I was Kevin Feige, I'd be like, damn, why didn't I cast him as something heroic? Because... Right? <laughs> Ah, you know, how many times can you use Killmonger? Um, you know, it's like, you know, hey, you did it with, with uh, Gemma Chan. Why not reinvent right? Trying a way to
1: get him
3: in there, yeah. (laughs) I mean, frankly,
1: I don't want them to change him from Killmonger. I want the the, this is one of the few times I'm going to advocate for the resurrection of a character is whatever MacGuff comics-y MacGuffin you want to resurrect him just resurrect him because I want to see him more as Killmonger. Just
0: translate a Lazarus Pit over to Marvel. Let
1: me just have the flower heal him. There's plenty, yeah, there's plenty of explanations within Marvel that you can use too, so yeah, I think it's fine.
0: So in that sense, I love it. I mean, I think I have to kind of go with the i liked the i liked the, the, the trope coming down at the end where all the heroes get together because i'm a sucker for that so yeah, there
2: you yeah go. getting the band together is always a good one
1: mm-hmm. yeah all right well kelly just took mine <laughs> so we're all taking <laughs> well, There are only nine
0: episodes and there's four of us <laughs> uh, we
1: can double up guys this is yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah, god. And yeah, I probably would have picked The Killmonger one second so. It's, <laughs> <laughs> so many good episodes in this. Um so, oh god. Um what do we have left i know there's marvel zombies the Doctor strange episode. yeah the, i mean yeah it's dr strange episode it's got to be that one because yeah no i mean i get this taking a lot of flack but i actually kind of like an elegiac like ending like that where it's just kind of like you did all this stuff and it was for this purpose and you completely screwed everything up and i like the relationship that develops between him and the watcher you know it's the first time too. we broke that fourth wall you know, before yeah. the Ultron thing, and I really like the breaking, like, like, and but then like it becomes like a thing where they're having like a real dialogue, like as the universe is dissolving, which then translates into that final episode where it's like he realizes that's all he can do now is that he's he's the lone person in this little bubble that's all that's left of his universe, and so his deal is to make sure that the two. You know, horrific beings that could charge all across the multiverse get kept bottled up with him till the end of time. And it's like, yeah, is that downbeat? Yeah, but is that like amazing? Yeah. You know, what he what is he to do it to himself. Yeah.
2: yeah. You know, I mean, and, that's.
1: And he considers yeah. the Watcher his one friend. And, and i love that um you know I, I i thought that that was a really cool way of like ending that too and that, that
2: was really kind of like one of the old school comic episodes wasn't it mm-hmm. uh, one of the issues yeah that that felt a lot like one of the uh one of the old comics uh you know uh just a wow you know that yeah. really makes you think you know kind of a thing uh,
1: i i do want to talk just a little bit more about that final two-parter though because The thing that I really loved about it was that I felt like, and I still feel like with everything, like with what they did with Loki, that Marvel has really undervalued and underpowered the Infinity Gems. Um, And I liked the what if storyline because they actually showed the Infinity Gems, like I think they should be showed and how amazingly and ridiculously powerful someone with those gems is. Um, you know, and that whole fight between Ultron and the way they had to just defeat him by basically a sneak attack, you know, by attacking him in a way that wasn't obvious um, was the only way to defeat him um, just because of how implacable of a foe that he was. I thought that that was amazing visually. I thought it was great, you know, just because it pulled allowed them to pull together these very disparate characters to fight, you know, this threat and just the way they were all used and the way that, because I kept wondering through the whole thing. I was like, why pull Killmonger? Like the watchers okay, yeah. gotta <laughs> know who Killmonger is, right. you know, like, and why? And it's like the way that he had just planned out the whole thing. No, I know all of your stories. So I know how this is gonna play out. I was just like, <gasps> explosion in my mind of this is just perfection. This is, you know, this is a chef's kiss at the end of, of, a, of a perfect just I knew coming together of all of it. Even to the point of we showed earlier the, the you know, the universe where uh, Yellow Yellowjacket gone crazy and killed everyone that was going to be an Avenger uh, other than, you know, Captain America, obviously, because he was still in ice. Um, and then Nick calls in Captain Marvel at the end. And so it's like, oh, this world doesn't have a black widow. So you who's like the lone survivor of your universe, Black Widow, you can go here. You know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> right. By the
2: way, if, if we're gonna get Killmonger back, that's how they'll get him. Yeah, They're it could be him yeah, out I'm of an alternate first. reality. Mm. And and he'll be he'll be the new Killmonger. Uh so it just, could be. I'd honestly
3: think, I mean, I, yeah. I would hope they do. I honestly hope they don't because that's one thing about the MCU that's been really good is that you don't have to worry about things like that. Yeah. And I really think that this could lead to the fatigue that I've worried about for a while with the MCU is that if you've got all these multiverses that you have to worry about and it's not all connected until some 20, I mean, we, we took 10 years to get the end game. Right. I mean, imagine how long it would take to get to the end of the multiverse storyline. If you, if you really stretch it out and bring in alternate characters. I, I've been, t- and- all right.
1: So I've been talking about this with other people. Marvel isn't going to dovetail everything into a single movie ever again. I don't think so either. I I think think from now on, they're going to be threads, but there's so much between four movies a year and like four Disney plus shows a year. They're never going to. And even that's why they're not doing contracts anymore that span multiple, but it's like, they'll pull in people and try to pull in people for things, but they're going to have so many irons in the fire that you might see like two or three families you know emerge where certain characters like come together this time but then different set of characters comes together next time but i don't think we're ever going to see everything lead up to a single movie ever again so i think the multiverse is just here to stay i don't think it's a like a storyline where it's like at the end we resolve it and separate the mcu out again i think we're just going to keep the other universes from bleeding in which is what seems to be happening in spider-man no way home but the multiverse will still exist and can still be crossed over with the right tech or whatever Um, so if you
2: need an iron man you can get an iron man from another reality and if you somehow can manage to convince robert downey jr to do it you can have robert downey jr as iron man from another reality come in and guest star in a movie and that's okay
0: and it doesn't honestly i'd be happy if they just because of his talent bring michael b jordan in as somebody other than killmonger right and they've yeah. done that kind of stuff already so
1: sure. yeah but only if because like right gemma chan if you weren't told that that was the same person you wouldn't know i mean she the, the makeup in captain True, marvel is like, such it, that she does not look like cersei from eternal so it, if you
3: decide if you decide you wanted to use karen gilliam again you most people would not recognize her. Ooh, right, from, yeah, like in, yeah. I don't right. think they can would they stick use...
1: stick him in
0: something else?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think they'd use Michael B. Jordan looking like Michael B. Jordan again. But...
2: Probably not, but... Make like him a
1: villain. I mean, a bigger villain, you know, somebody that's disguisable.
2: I'm with you, Will. I'm, I'm okay with not bringing a lot of people back. Marvel's got such a backlog of characters yes. Yes. that they can run through. Um, I think, uh, you know, of course, we know the Fantastic Four is on the horizon, mm-hmm. and we know that, that somewhere... In here, we're going to get X Men as well. So, which opens
0: up a whole nother thing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's a mm-hmm. whole, a whole nother, yeah, kettle of fish. So, I'm content to let them just develop this. You know, this is uh, to go back to the Highlander example. You know, um, I, I joke that I've got the best Highlander uh, franchise in the world because it's just one movie for me. Um, but, you know, I, I, th- and I think we all agree. I'd rather, we'd all rather have three fantastic movies with a beginning and a middle and an end than six movies that are overall mediocre because they're weighed down by the last three. If all I get is the three Captain America movies that I got and then the guest appearances in the other Marvel films, I'm happy because those were great Captain America movies. You know? And it's okay if I don't get another Captain America movie because I've got Captain America trade paperbacks and hardcovers and comics out the wall and novels. I mean, I got Captain America coming out of my ears. Yeah. So
1: you know, I, I think you're, I think though that you're that, that that there's another angle for the multiverse that you're not even thinking of they don't need to bring ca- a new Captain America from another universe into the MCU. They can set, they can do a completely different Captain America movie. In fact, they could do one right. set in the 40s, you know, and and be right. like, this is
2: an alternate We're universe Captain America. Captain America movie yeah, with Captain
0: a different Force, Captain
2: America. America yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, with Winter Soldier, with Falcon and Winter Soldier, you know, we've that, that sidesteps that problem handily anyways. And so that's kind of uh, neither here nor there. I'm just saying that, that, I would rather them not feel like they have to keep giving me Iron Man movies or, you know, because if, if I've got a choice of, well, you can have another Iron Man movie and we're going to multiverse the Iron Man. So it's not Robert Downey Jr. Cause he doesn't want to do it anymore, but it's going to be a fourth Iron Man movie. You can have a fourth Iron Man movie or we'll give you a moon Knight TV series, which would you rather have? I'll take door number two all day, every day. Yeah, well, I think but all, you're a comic fan. Yeah,
3: you're a comic fan, and I also would go with the fact that you know we're we're at that ten year cycle where every in the past, and I'm not saying it's going to happen next. We're in reboot territory now,
4: mm-hmm.
3: you know. And well, we, no, we no we are not necessarily with yeah. Marvel. I'm talking about time wise.
2: Yeah, gonna, no, you're right. They, I mean, my
3: son, know. my son was four when Iron Man, when when Iron Man came out. He yeah. grew up on the Marvel universe, and when Endgame finished, he was 14 years old. Right. And so that's going to be his Star Wars. That's going to be his Lord of right. the Rings. It's going to be his thing. So when he's 24, will there be someone else playing Iron Man? You know, what, 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 how do you do that in this constant right. cinematic universe? And that, it, to me, is where we get into burnout is like, it's so saturated now that you, I think DC's lack of success is one is writing, and two, Marvel's just got so much out there.
0: I, I will agree with Will in that sense, because IPs are our yes. bank. yeah. And yes, Marvel has a huge, you know, so does DC. They have a huge, they have Hello. all these years, yeah. but, yeah. you know. Speedball the series is, on Disney Plus. Right. You know, they're talking about Squirrel Girl. Come on, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I think, though, I get your point. They've got all this stuff. And as comic fans, we love it. Right. The general public public knows Iron Man. They know Black Widow, and they've already talked about you know we're going to have a new Black Widow.
2: So fair enough, yeah. And and I can tell you that the X Men contingent is champing at the bit to see who's going to be the new Wolverine. They're mm-hmm. already they're already oh, man. Wanting sure. that. Yeah. Uh, every every time I get a Marvel movie, I have the same four people walk up to me going, "When we going to get a new X Men man? I." I don't gonna be the yet again
0: Gene Gray, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah.
2: By yeah. the way, by the way,
1: the latest from the rumor sites is that they got Hugh Jackman back for Doctor Strange 2 to play Wolverine oh, in, in the multiverse. God. Of yep. <laughs> thank god, I was just <laughs> oh, oh, that please, we're please, after
0: Eternals, me. I was like, what is this? Game of Thrones rebooted now, we're just gonna need to bring Sophie in again as Gene Gray, yeah. You
3: know? but, mm-hmm. I, but I, 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 right, I mean, honestly, though, with the only, I mean, I think Eternals is is that test flop in a sense because the original risk and with Marvel took and, I, and, and you agree or disagree with me, it was Guardians of the Galaxy. It mm-hmm. was the lesser known product. It was not not every fan knew who they were. If you're a comic junkie, you knew them. And even if you did know them, you didn't maybe know them that well. Well, we're not all Van, Van Plexico who, who worships at the feet of that. But it, what brought me to that film was James Gunn. The director brought yeah. me to because i was a huge james Gunn fan i was like i'm gonna go trust it and i'm glad i did because it was my it's my favorite series of films i love the guardian i love everything guardians of the galaxy it, and i think eternals had that chance and I, it's doing well financially not saying it's not but is it going to re- does it resonate like guardians did I don't know. I'm quite happy. It doesn't
2: have to right now. It's gonna pick up later. <laughs> it's a setup piece. It's a setup yeah. It's an
1: origin story. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I got a celestial two scale. I, I'm happy enough. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I got right. a uni mind. Right. All right. All right. I got a uni mind in the first eternals movie. Right. I, I'm, I'm already done. I mean, like they, they, don't, they don't have I'm to happy. do anything more. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, James Bond is the only uh character that's managed to uh where, where the fans uh are are conditioned to not expect this continuity uh of character that took uh,
3: forever though and more
2: and yeah i mean yeah i mean that kid that doctor can, who bond has been around well doctor who it's baked in right in bond's case they they didn't they just said the sure. people will understand because they're adults we're going to we're going to put a new character in and, you know, since it's a new character, we're going to go ahead and restart him, you know, and we're going to do new Bond stories, you know, as if he's the new as if he's James Bond and always has been. And and th- this has been the, the thing ever since, you know, uh, and so I, I, I feel kind of bad for uh, Warner. Because every time they announce a new Batman franchise, man, everybody throws their hands up and goes, "Well, this Batman's gonna suck." Until you know the movie comes out and they go, "Well, you know, I actually kind of liked him." You know, in the costume, mm-hmm. Christian great. Bale
3: was hated until he came out. I mean, right? Uh, so, yeah. no, oh, Heath Ledger, please. all of
2: them
0: were.
3: <laughs> yeah, I was so- about to say the
0: stuff that came out for Heath Ledger.
3: Holy oh my God. gosh, the evil that he got. Yeah, before. Yeah. But
2: you, but you can avoid you avoid that in Marvel territory by not putting all of your eggs in one. Uh, captain america shaped basket yep you know uh by by having these movies be connected on a more meta level uh shouldn't use that uh without paying somebody a quarter um (laughs) you know (laughs) by by having the stories connect and have the characters cross over into the stories you don't have you're not that that overarching story that you buy into is not predicated on liking one character or watching only one series they've set it up that you have to if you want to see the overall picture you got to go all in so you know there's nothing and so as i know as soon as they introduce fantastic four we're going to start seeing ff thread in and for all we know the ff will introduce mutants and then that threads in and then periodically there'll be some some avengers or better yet new avengers young avengers who the hell knows? It's Marvel. We got Avengers. all that. West Coast <laughs> Avengers. Yeah. I mean, just gonna, they're just gonna keep doing this and it's all gonna be uh, you know, braided strands. But I don't think that we have to worry about um, you know, whether or not certainly enough time could pass or enough movies could come out that you could basically some of these guys could start over. Wouldn't it be great if Michael B. Jordan gets to come in as bishop? uh for for the x-men you know or uh gets to uh you know gets to uh make an appearance uh uh you know in the savage land or, or wh- however we're gonna do whatever we're gonna do to get everybody else you know up up to speed and running uh that'd be cool i'd love to see that i think you know? i would
3: have agreed, i would agree with you 100 percent if this was pre-internet and the fact that we can't we have a- this is something i was thinking of the other day we have now access to every film there's a reason why people don't want remakes anymore because they don't need them. They don't need. Uh, right. A Star Is Born. A Star. No one knew the, the three iterations before A Star Is Born. You know, except for maybe the Streisand version, but they didn't realize there was one in the '20s, one in the '40s. You know, etc. When right. that was streaming, you never lose those characters. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's that's the danger of it is that you. It's like, well, only RDJ can be Iron Man because I still see him, and yeah.
0: I think you're right with the threading, but I think Marvel has so trained us with the threading that they could also get bit by. We could be a problem because we see these people and we're so used to everything being connected. And that's the one problem with a new version of what if too though, because we were so with trained with that is I almost, that's one of the reasons I think they can't do the arc in this one because they've got to start breaking that. If they don't want to have everything
2: come down to one big movie, they're going to have to break all that threading feels like, well, maybe we might not get a giant 10 year payoff, but I think we're going to build to events. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that Kang needs to be the be all end all of it, but having Kang, you know, at the end of phase four makes sense. Well,
1: But that's my point. I think that we got several different things going on already like, the stuff with the Celestials, I don't think it's going to tie in with the stuff with Kang. But we might find several different characters ending up with right. the Eternals dealing with Celestial stuff. And several different characters dealing with Kang stuff. And that's why I'm saying I don't think it's all going to come together in one movie. But right. we no, might I have two yeah. or three different threads going through various movies and well, Disney Plus the, shows. Well, that thing that's the
3: issue that we, we, we've created when you have a universe, though. And the question everybody has is where, where, where was anyone during... During the Eternals, I mean, you, 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 mm-hmm. the, you, it didn't make any sense. It's like it doesn't make sense that somebody didn't show up and go, Let do, me help you. Do you, you understand Wong-
1: how long it takes to fly around the world if you're like, they remember they were in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. So that means like characters in America, wait, on the funny, East wait, Coast. wait, long, could,
3: couldn't get there? <laughs>
1: well okay well, no, fair enough the, doctor stranger wong maybe but right. that's not a that's not remember they only deal with things outside of our plane of existence if it's within our plane of existence they don't come that well, is their of remit comics they're not avengers so every
0: time right. is why doesn't right. somebody come and solve right. this you know it
1: was than, over you know, so quickly it was over in like 30 minutes it's like it's, it's, for it's i'm making did, it a joke did, it though. The flies they're around they're... The
3: galaxy see in five <laughs> seconds yeah really I and mean, she's like there <laughs>
1: but anyway um but yeah all right so (laughs) i think we broke mark anyway so all right so i'm gonna put in my two cents and sort of explain what i was thinking anyway i think this is part of feige's genius i think the whole reason he was building towards the multiverse specifically is the idea that they've got their escape route planned if they want to do standalone movies that don't connect anymore well and hey do you want to see an iron man movie set in the 1960s like the comics were? we'll do a standalone Iron Man movie with uh, set in the 1960s. That's like its own little like thing with its own aesthetic. You know, and we can do that. The Vietnam, the Vietnam If you conflict, want to see you know, the yeah, invaders right. from the comics, well, since we set up the Captain America's origin, it didn't really leave room for the invaders. But hey, we could do an invaders movie and say the World War II of this alternate Earth was completely different. And we can cast our uh, human, original android human torch and have our, you know, Jack and, 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 you Jack and, and Bucky and Toro and all, and you know. Like Namor may Roy still be Thomas. a rights issue, but we'll... <laughs> You know. And thank boy Thomas for a job well done. <laughs> right. But I'm just saying <laughs> you could do period pieces with that you could do just alternate takes if you want to, you could do all of that. And I think that that's Feige planning for the escape route and for the idea of the reboot. If it is, you know, if he finds that they've got to a point where they've stretched things too much, they can pull the rip cord and that's what they've got. And otherwise I don't see any point of having the multiverse other than to do it, but you still keep things connected. You can still say, we're always true to the, it's all connected because it's connected through the multiverse
3: well it also just justifies- well, dc
0: has done that too
3: right and know? i think you also have to do this is that until disney gets a, and i say disney gets a competitor that's actually knocking them off at the box office we don't have to worry about any of this because yeah, right. there's no one out there going i'm going to take them down with my nope <laughs> that didn't work you yeah. know
1: so yeah but
0: i i think nathan's right they're just to diversify as much as they yes. want to diversify with everything in their catalog
1: because There's they know no people Winnie are going to want to see the Tony Stark Iron Man again. You can say like, you know, you can, they're going to have Riri Williams, we know that. That's a new yeah. person taking on the Iron Man identity, you know. But eventually somebody's going to want to see the Tony Stark Iron Man again. Somebody's going to want to see the Steve Rogers Captain America again. So again, the multiverse is how they solve that problem, uh, you know, without having to recast the MCU versions because those people have an emotional
2: connection to. A
1: new
0: that's version. why animation also solves some of that i do it
2: confess i really 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 won an all world war ii captain america and the howling commandos movie where they fight barren blood in the secret nazi enclave that uh that becomes the the castle that we find out was all you know the, the 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 vampire was bioengineered by the red skull I want that so bad I want that movie why would oh, you want
1: howling God. commandos and not invaders man
2: <laughs>
0: you know the other <laughs> thing blood is fought the
2: invaders too
0: I I think you have to remember that we are not the target audience anyway.
2: no, any no I know. we never have been
0: yeah, And well, you know, actually, I think true. you're going to see less and less of like World War II stuff. You're going to see less and less because, yeah, you know, we weren't alive then, but our parents were. But now you've come down to the generation that, oh, right. the, you know, my granddad or great granddad. Yeah, when they start like doing that.
1: 12 Disney Plus series a month, like a year, they can start getting really niche. Like you know, like they don't have to be mass appeal anymore. They can start doing some niche stuff every now and then. I Which question I Moon the test of that. I so. question
2: the wisdom of of redoing all of the characters in a legacy format, uh, not because I don't want it or or think it won't be great, but I think that for all the people that are screaming about you know there's not enough diversity, I don't know that all of them are going to go see. these movies and and i think that if that's the case we're gonna have a pulling back from that that i don't think people want i don't think it'll ever be a huge thing
1: i'm just saying it's just like how they did the joaquin phoenix joker movie that had nothing to do with the other dc movies if somebody has a Ah. vision that's like i want to tell like a uh, uh, like a really retro iron man story set in the 60s just like the original comics and he has that vision they'll let that director do that vision i don't think they're gonna do like a movie every year that's like a 60s version spider-man oh, you mean or, like a gothic you know. by
0: gaslight kind of vibe oh thing, right and... yeah
1: but like again like you could do pick different eras too i'm just yeah. saying like i could see them doing that as like a thing on like a unique basis of you know and then because that's the thing and this is the thing we don't get when we have the threading most of these characters don't have guest stars every issue right like they have their own stories and lately marvel it's been like you never get one hero by themselves it's always them plus at least one other and so it's like which is funny because in the past it was always the opposite right we got all these standalone movies but these characters have so many connections to these other characters we want to see that and now i'm like kind of at the point it's like i would like to see a movie with just the main character and their supporting cast without a whole bunch of other heroes in it just so with they Nathan. can develop them by themselves you <laughs>
2: Admit it. How cool would it be if at the end of some movie with the Hulk in it, he's walking through the woods, tossing stuff around, and the trees part and through them comes Wolverine in a yellow costume, says, I'm here by the Canadian government to take you in, mate. And then and then Why is he Australian? Because I made him Australian. (laughs) But the whole point Saturday. is, how cool would that be if that's our mid-credits scene, right? That last page of Hulk 180 where, uh, where Wolverine appears, and it's, and it's in that movie that we find out, oh, oh, there's Wolverine here. That must mean that the rest of the X-Men are around. How fun would that be? I well,
0: think Alpha okay. Flight, you know, yeah, exactly. Alpha Flight. see. That's the
1: thing. I'm hoping
2: me for Alpha Flight. My I'm God, hoping I'll they don't.
1: mind I'm hoping they don't introduce the X Men. I'm hoping that they do a slow burn, introduce the older stuff first, like the Department A H stuff. I'm sorry. Say again.
0: I was just saying that's they say they're not in a rush to bring the X-Men in.
1: Right. And that's why I'm saying so, like introduce some of the older mutant characters separately and then sort of have the X-Men with the young team. Don't introduce the X-Men as all adults with Wolverine already part of the team. Like introduce the X-Men as a young team and introduce Wolverine separately. And then you know, do what they did with the Avengers, dovetail it eventually. Like, don't think
2: of three different ways to get mutants into the Marvel universe. They already Um, missed the biggest chance, which was the blip. Uh, no, okay. they could still have that. That that could still be the thing. That could be I, the, I think, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like 18 years
1: from that event. Right. You know, it's just like, yes. people were saying the Chitari invasion was like, uh, you know, like the radiation from the Chitari like starts right. causing mutations. Oh, there's like,
0: 7,000 types of radiation. Come on. Uh,
2: right. <laughs> right. The cele- the- there's now currently a celestial, celestial. in the middle yeah. of the Pacific Ocean. So, you know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you
3: know what's funny to me is that, you know, But being that it's owned by Disney is that what if was, and to go back to it, what if was an example of how, if they really would get the animators involved, Marvel's animated universe needs help. And it really needs, I mean, honestly, it's, it would be, some of the stories would be so much better animated. Mm. And I think you could sell them.
1: Well, we'll see how it does. They're certainly taking those steps that way, and I mean, even addressing their legacy stuff because you know X Men '97 is a uh, continuation of the '90s X Men series, yes. which isn't I'm connected like to the MCU except through a multiverse. But right. but at least they they are they are focusing on animation more. Well, so when it
3: hit a million hits. I mean, that that show's been watched so much on Disney Plus, <laughs> they didn't have
1: much choice. They're like,
3: oh, somebody likes that.
2: I'm glad but, you know, Disney's I think that- marketing tool is popular with the uh, aging. uh uh, generation uh of comic uh or of animation fans who grew up watching those cartoons uh you're doing your work for them gosh I'm sorry we're plugged into their matrix I hate yeah. this i I we do are. I, we are um. all
1: right well, I think. <laughs> i think we've talked enough about everything possibly tangentially connected to the multiverse through the what if series um but uh, it was a fun discussion everybody and uh and and, yeah i'm really looking forward to how this all plays off um in the future but now it's time to say goodbye and oh you know what before we do that really (laughs) quick no 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 last thing for real overall like assessment of what if and would you uh recommend it to somebody um so let's start with you will
3: uh definitely um i think for even the casual fan there's so much there to watch and for the comic the comic geek like myself there's even more so i think it's if if you don't go watch it you're just you're losing something
1: okay mark
2: i think that um some of the episodes are Uh, not complete uh, if you haven't seen the movie that they are uh, riffing on and so uh, with the caveat that hey if you liked Iron Man there's some episodes of what if that I think you'll think were really cool I would recommend it to anybody who is an MCU fan that wants to get a deeper appreciation for for what's going on there I don't know that I would I would recommend it for everybody but uh, anybody that doesn't have the comics background, but has the MCU stuff in their heads, I would absolutely say you've got to watch What If. Kelly?
0: I, I kind of have to agree with Marcus. Uh, I have some people that have definitely, you know, gone down that rabbit hole with the MCU and some people who have, are casual. And they're not necessarily really interested in some of the backstory and stuff. They're like, oh, yeah, they're fun. So some of them, sure. Some of them eh, they might not be as interested in. But you know, that's not necessarily a bad thing.
1: Right. Yeah, I'm gonna agree. This one is more, I think, more for people who are very into the MCU, um, who've seen all the movies and all the Disney Plus stuff. Because like I've got people at my work, they've maybe seen like half a dozen, you know, Marvel movies, and you know, they'll they'll watch. Uh, right. I, this is yeah. wisconsin people just hunt and watch sports i mean like that's i'm in that's north the- georgia man
0: <laughs> but like, oh, i work at a geek school so everybody's
1: seen him <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, right. oh, yeah no because it's like <laughs> like 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 in 2019 uh the 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 head of hr we were just talking and she was like yeah, like like yeah, I just saw this movie and I think it's like like it's 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 got a lot of other movies before it. It's called Avengers Endgame. That was the first one, the only one she had seen oh was Avengers Endgame. <laughs> and and yeah, hurt they're, my brain they're, that hurts. There are hurt. lots of people there. They've only seen like a few of them, and it's like, and it's not like they watched some and they didn't like it. It's like no, it's like it's what they're well spaced out. They'll watch one this year and maybe in three years they'll watch another Marvel movie. But you know. but yeah for people like that i think what ifs not for you because i don't think that you're going to understand a lot of the context behind those episodes
0: i know i haven't done the deep dives that they have on disney plus because i'm like yeah this is just stuff they've pulled from things i have already seen
4: Mm -hmm.
0: similar to that aspect you know if you're a casual fan it might not be good for you or maybe the deep dives are good because you haven't seen everything
1: yeah yeah but oh and one other thing i do want to give a shout out to jeffrey wright as the watcher it's the one thing that we like, talked about you did a fantastic job as the watcher and i even love like the subtle humor like when ultron breaks the fourth wall and he's like wait what wait what, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> wait, what? it's good delivery there but for the most part doing what the watcher does and just being the narrator great voice for that great yeah, great, great voice like, great them. emotion yeah, great voice. into the I things want him, like, I, I want him i want him in the mcu they actually i want oh him, yeah. i am i am strongly suspecting we will see the oh, Watcher eventually, sure we eventually are yeah. voiced by jeffrey wright in the mcu yeah um but uh but yeah all right so yes now let's let's uh wrap up say goodbye let people know where they can find us um so let's start with you kelly
0: well, you can find us on our dragon con american sci-fi fantasy media group on facebook um and then at dragon con next year so that's probably the simplest thing
1: <laughs> all right and will
3: um uh, still doing stuff with you just you know stuff with mike occasionally but the big thing i'm pushing right now is trying to get my son to Carnegie hall because he got selected for an honors course performance so if you're on my facebook page throw in 10 bucks you know hey help help us get him to, to do a once in a life hopefully not a once in a lifetime but a big a big time trip for him
1: yeah that is amazing and yeah i mean that's really cool that uh, your son's going to carnegie hall because i was looking at that's like whoa that's that's pretty amazing that's
3: pretty awesome
1: all right and mark uh
2: i am in the process of putting up uh my uh platform uh which is the north uh texas apocalypse bunker uh from which i will be issuing regular updates and missives and Uh, You can go. I just started the weekly newsletter that I've been running on Facebook on Substack. It's free right now uh, and will always be free. So if you want to get the weekly update, which is mostly me talking about myself in the third person uh, and uh, pictures of the dog, uh, uh, which apparently uh, everybody's very happy about. Also, I do capsule movie reviews and TV shows. Uh, and stuff like that, which are always geek-related and and fun. Uh, you can find me on Substack uh, at ntab.substack.com, uh, and then I've also got a Twitter page and a Instagram feed and a Facebook thingy and a, a a VLARP and a flog and a glorf and a all the other IKEA name sounding things. I have I have all <laughs> that. So I can be Googled. Google my ass. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right so on that note <laughs> although
1: i will i will say that actually it is a lot of fun to read mark's um um weekly updates from the apocalypse bunker and uh good little reviews of like whatever movies and tv shows that he's watching in there mixed in amongst the uh the content about how things are going in the dog pictures so that's right i, I will put in uh, a a a <laughs> blurb for that Uh um, anyway <laughs> all right well uh mark uh, kelly and will thank you so much for being on the show this week our pleasure thank you thank man
3: you. as always it's so much fun
1: and that's it for our what if episode what did you think did you like how we did would you like our variants to take over and do an episode instead you can let us know in a variety of different ways one way is to email us at everything at 42cast.com another way is to go to our website at 42cast.com and leave feedback. You can also go to our Facebook at facebook.com slash 42Cast. You can also tweet to us or go on our Instagram at 42Cast. You can also leave us reviews on Stitcher or Apple Podcasts. With Apple Podcasts, the more reviews we get, the higher we'll show up in searches. And so we would greatly appreciate it if you would support us that way. Another way you can support us is through the ESO Network Patreon. That's a way that you can help all the shows on the network. You can find it by going to patreon.com slash ESO Network. You can look at the different tiers, you can see what you get for the different tiers, and if you have the funds to contribute and you'd like to contribute, we'd certainly appreciate it. You can find me on two other podcasts. One is Time Streams, where my friend Juliet and I are going through all of Doctor Who from the beginning. You don't have to purchase the episodes and watch with us because we explain everything that happens in the episode, but you'll definitely get more out of it if you do. So if you just want to hear our banter, that's fine, but if you want to follow along, you can do that as well. So you can check us out there. That's called Time Streams. The other show is Legendary Forces. And that show, Juliet and I, again, but also joined by Joe, Ashley, and Corey, are going through all of Star Wars fictional media from the beginning. So nothing that's about Star Wars in the real world. So no fanzines or magazines, no documentaries, none of that stuff. But any movie, TV show, comic book, novel, anything like that that's set in the Star Wars universe, that's what we're talking about. We'll tell you how good whatever we're reviewing is, like most shows do, but then we'll go a little bit deeper. We'll talk about the expanding idea of the Star Wars universe as new ideas are added to it and things are invalidated by other things that happen later. So we're going to talk about sort of the Star Wars canon, but what that means also. So if you'd be interested in that, that's called Legendary Forces. You can catch me at Chicago TARDIS in November. I will definitely be there, but it's way too early to know exactly what I'll be doing, but I'll keep you all posted. I'll let you know what panels that I'm doing when the opportunity arises, but that should be it for me with the con season. And that's a wrap on this week's episode. Join us back next week when Kimberly Brooks will not be joining us. And Until then, this is Nathan signing off.